That's right. It's time to fly casual. Tonight it's the Farrelly Brothers, but forget all that, because, uh... <laughs> Why do you build me up, build me up, buttercup, baby, just to let me down? Let me down. Let, let me, me around, and then worst of all, worst of all, you never come, baby, when you say you will. Say Why you not? will. I love you still. I need oh, you. I need you. Oh, more than anyone, darling. You know that I have from the start. So build me up, build me up, buttercup, don't break my heart. Let's get ready to wrinkle. That's the best part of not yeah. being monetarily <laughs> beholden to anyone. <laughs> Yeah, take that demonetization. <laughs> That's all we're just doing. It. It's karaoke oh, night man. up in here. Oh man. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, Them Fairly yeah. Brothers, they got away with some music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they know how to pick some weird music and some good music <laughs> and mix it together in a very, very effective way. Sometimes. Very effective. Is it what you call sometimes, geared music? Sometimes, indeed. Uh, no, probably geared? not. I don't think I'd ever say that, actually. <laughs> Good what weird. about wood wood music? Mm. Mm. Or bud? Bud? Mm. Bud. Weird. Hey, Mike, say it. Say it. Bud. Say it. Why? Why? Er? <laughs> I don't know. Er. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't think any of us really. Do you remember that commercial? I think you're not supposed that. to say, but you're going to say anyways. No, I'm not saying it yet. <laughs> no, he's not going to do it on command. <laughs> you can't use me that way. Yeah, we, <laughs> the, the, the first stipulation when we decided to cover Farrelly Brothers movies, I'm like, well, but Mike's going to be using disabled people voices all <laughs> night long. <laughs> And then tonight we sat oh. there and we're like, all right, nobody can do dis- yell out things in disabled people voices. And Mike said, I'm going to do it constantly or something to that effect. Look, when, when you have a podcast that makes no money and nobody <laughs> listens to it, you can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> There's one. There's <laughs> one. There's one There's right one there out of the gates. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, it, and, and there is no shortage of that kind of thing in Fairly Brothers film history, but we'll be getting to that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fly Casual. Guys, Touchstone what? episode. Yeah. What? We have finally it. made it to episode no, 251. 251. That's right. <laughs> finally. The yeah. one that everybody <laughs> shoots of a for. Thousand. That's Ooh, when yeah. you can syndicate. Plus one. Quarter of a thousand. As long as you don't have open. As long as you don't have. Uh, you don't have like a failure to capture rights agreements for the music. That oh, you, oh, man. Oh, oh no. Aww. What have we done? Those are called sync rights. That's when they uh, put the generic music in, in the syndication, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> I've been told if you watch Supernatural on Netflix, it feels different. <laughs> For some reason. Yeah. I don't know yeah, why. I don't know. I don't yeah. Tons and tons of licensed music in that show. Mm-hmm. I would like to think that they at least bought the rights to Wayward Son, because if they didn't, man, every episode or every season closer has got to be awkward. Aww. Because every one of them starts with, carry on my way. Like, Every single one. <laughs> and then it's peppered. It's a little peppered throughout other episodes, too. It's just silent now. Yeah. It's really <laughs> it's, weird. It's, it's like no watching at Ed all. on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Feels uh, something's missing. Sadness. Mm-hmm. Sadness. But yes, we've reached the milestone event of 251. That's right. Don't be jealous. Don't be jealous, yeah. everybody. It's we, a bad look on don't you, be everybody. Jelly. We done it. We done it. In the meantime, 
I'm Corey. <laughs> Over here. Yes. Over there, huh? giggling with yes. his uh, beard growing back in and his horn room glasses because mm-hmm. he's really trying to look the part of a white middle aged podcaster. I thought you were talking about beard growing on his ass. Oh. Oh, well. <laughs> Howie, Why we did your to, mind go there? Howie, uh, we need to talk about what should and shouldn't happen with beard personal hygiene. growing back in. I'm like, are you looking at his ass and the beard growing in his my, back in? First I'll off, I'm not going to tell you what? where I was looking. I'll have you know my ass is freshly shorn. Thank you freshly very much. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, you got to get a nice sweater put together. That's right. right. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were like, it's getting cold out. I, I better shave my butt I and have it made into clothes. two locks of love. Thank locks you very much. Oh, no. <laughs> In it begins. As someone who donates his hair, I find that uh, offensively oh, funny. Oh, no. Offensively funny. <laughs> That's what I do. So, yep. And then over there, match control. Mr. Stephen J. Howie. Hey, Corey. What? Uh, I need to properly thank you. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't like where it's going because <laughs> wow. it sounds good at the front, so it can't be at the back. Um, I finally received a medical droid pop. Oh, and it's yeah. because you oh, yeah. uh, you had picked it up for me at the yeah. place you were at. That is true. I, I picked up the toys. old 2-1-B pop vinyl yep. down at What's the... What's that fart noise? Who's farting about pops? Pop, who made pops, that noise? Pops, the guy who was in the toy store longer than any of us. <laughs> not, not looking at pops. Thank Mike you was enamored at every case that was not pop vinyls, which means <laughs> like approximately two-thirds third, of the okay. store. I had to go through the store twice. Thank you very much. <laughs> Mike... I've actually produced a video. At one point, Mike Mike. was muttering to himself with no one around him. He was just like going, (laughs) having a documentary with no one. Going through the store twice. That's me. That's right. I missed stuff going around the first time. That's how I roll. They have a two-sided aisle of uh, Transformers. Yeah, they did. And a full double-sided aisle. And I did uh, not partake, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. I got a couple Star Wars things, but I did take a video. I'm trying to produce a video to... Put together you a producer? And throw up on YouTube, man. You yeah, producer now? this course being the uh, oh. the collectible toy store in Kokomo, Indiana, of world renown. It is. It is, is top. It is uh, truly choice. Legit I highly AF. suggest it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I got down there for the first time as Difficult well. Difficult to get day. to and apparently get back from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I told I told Mike this. I said, "Well, here's the thing about going to Kokomo." I actually told Brandon this ahead of time. I said, "We're going to Kokomo. I just want to know that I hate going there because every time I go there." It's a different route. Like they move it around in the middle of Indiana. They just move Kokomo. Yeah. And so <laughs> Google brought us in this back ass. Like we were on a gravel road at one oh, point. Geez, yeah. It's actually built on a giant turtle's back. Yeah, it really is. is. That, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I get it now. A pain in the ass. Get Sometimes the it's ramp onto the turtle. Yeah. yeah. But like we, we literally come in this like gravel road. And then we're going along a reservoir and there's burning leaves. And then like, like a cow farted and we were downtown. I don't know what happened, <laughs> but then when we go to leave. I said, I'm going, I'm going up 30, whatever to 24 and bringing that over. And of course, and it's middle of the night, it's pitch black. And of course they had shut down that road completely. Of course. Because why not? We're in the middle of Indiana. Let's just shut down this only we highway within anywhere. We and so I'm like, all right, all Mike's like, well, there's detour signs. And I said, this is in this is the Midwest. They put up a detour sign where the road is closed, but they never, <laughs> they never lead you back to where you need ever to be. <laughs> have follow-up detour signs to show you the detour route. And sure Just enough, we turned that way. we turned following the detour. 
And five minutes later, I said, so, Mike, did you ever see any signs? And he goes, there weren't any signs. I'm like, nope. Now we're in the BFE. Why do you think the cost, is li- cost of living is lower that's out That's right. It's those detour signs. We're that's saving right. a fortune on them. Yeah. Cornfield, right. Indiana. That's yeah, where we yeah. were. Speaking mm-hmm. of Cornfield, Indiana, across the pond and down a few of them cornfields is Mr. Garrick, not Jay Hardy. That's me. Cornfield, me. Yeah, but you're not yeah, in that's the That's what they call me. Garrett. They call me the Cornfield Kid. <laughs> <laughs> only of all league. my castles only in little league when you yeah. had to have a hot nickname yep yeah. that was me mm-hmm. the corn. Boy. like hey get out in right field cornfield man yeah they're really and just then you talking had the about cool the- assistant coach they called you ck <sighs> they're yeah. really just talking about the consistency Yo, of your poop yeah that's true yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he ate a lot of corn yeah. i poop i poop cool. my poop is yeah. basically just a, a corn on the cob oh lord it comes out Again, we need corn. to talk about personal hygiene and habits. <laughs> but that's a tasty treat later. <laughs> yeah. Second lunch. You know, I was thinking, we made it to episode 251. It's been a while since we talked about poop at the top. Of the oh, podcast. no. Stop. <laughs> yeah, but oh. we did. It wasn't, talk- it wasn't me this time. You know what? We're going to talk yeah. about poop in the Fairley Brothers portion. So oh, let's let Lord, it. I suppose we are. So why don't let's we get around to dockerizing the docker decisions or whatever that we do. The thing that we, yep. that we do. Doc- the Mandalorian. Woo! Oh, again? Geez. Howie, come on. Oh, come on. Come on. Who's next? Mandalorian, go. Mandalorian. Go. Uh, consensus of Mandalorian. Mandalorian, go. Mandalorian. Should I just next. go? Should I go first? Sure. Why not? Mandalorian. Ah, Why not? By the way, Mandalorian Go is most disappointing cellular game. It is. It's terrible. It doesn't work. I can't even find it to download it. (laughs) Use my Ultra Ball and IG. There's no no Mandalorians (laughs) to find. I mean, they cut the deck in half. It's a five star raid. I don't have all the Mandalorians are in one place underground. My my Mando deck is is not complete. Oh yeah. Your Manda Slacking. Mandadex. crossing Manda streams here. Your, your bounty decks. Your mandibles. Ooh, you're going bounty hunts. I'm making the game oh. for you right okay, here. Okay, I'm in. Do it. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Bounty uh, go. Yeah. I got a baby Yoda. I probably shouldn't say that I'll go and then shove some chocolate in my mouth. That was probably ill-fated. You know what? Speaking of baby Yodas, if, uh, if 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 uh, Lucasfilm is not producing like a shit ton of baby Yodas right now for sale during the Christmas season. Uh-huh. They are missing out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are missing yeah. an opportunity. <laughs> Those would still like flapjacks. Uh, yeah. yeah you're not. Yeah. <laughs> so this is With what Santa the baby Yoda toy needs. Ready? <laughs> All it needs. It, it doesn't need to do anything except one thing. It has a motion sensor in it. And anytime anything moves, it just reaches out. <laughs> silently. It's it's goes goes up. Three prong hand just comes out. It makes that cute little baby cooing sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not baby. It's 50. Come on. It's like, I know it's just a toy, but it's cute and it's reaching for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nailed it. Did you eat something else? No, I'm still finishing the little crunch bar. Little Nestle crunch. Maybe somebody else should go. Yeah, probably. Go ahead, Garrick. I'll lick my chops for a minute. Well, boys. Yeah. <laughs> See what I did there? I did. <laughs> Their new season of the toys that made us just dropped. Oh, oh really? I did not like, Yes. And this season so far, the ones I've watched, is amazing. Oh, really? As amazing as the previous season. So this year they have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, no. Power Rangers. Yep. Hard pass. My Little Pony. Yes. And quote unquote professional wrestling. So I don't know what that comes. Mm. But I. Probably I watched all the, the toys yeah, all from that era. Yeah, all the rest yeah, of I, I had some. I had all some too. the Hulk Hogan. Everybody did. Yeah. Dude, I had I that. Watched, oh, go ahead. Yeah. 
Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I watched the, the Ninja Turtles one, and it was incredible. Oh, that would like, be the highlight for me, I'm sure. Oh, it's Watch the that first, last. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, it's the first one of the season, so you have to skip it and then come back to it. Right. But you don't necessarily have to watch it. I mean, there's not a, a story. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I don't want to spoil the toys that they, made us previously. They actually brought in the previously two guys who, who created the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they were like, major characters in that episode oh wow that's kind of cool. kevin east kevin eastman and peter laird, laird created yeah, eastman and laird, laird sure. yeah so they they went through the whole backstory of you know how they came up with it and how it became huge and it's amazing yeah i've it's actually so read amazing. a little bit about it and it is kind of a topsy-turvy wacky tale yeah <clears throat> and at but the ending was incredible and i don't want to spoil it i want you guys to go watch it wow i am now i'm all a flutter yeah um (laughs) i want to tell you right now the whole story was incredible this will there will be one episode that i probably will not actually watch professional wrestling no no i'll watch that one i gotta see my my hacksaw power rangers power rangers yeah i'm probably gonna skip that one i have zero desire Uh, when power rangers came along i was instantly annoyed (laughs) yeah i i thought the same thing and i did watch that one so that if you don't care I expect about you to the, watch it yes yeah well it's the, the the thing that makes these episodes great is could care nothing about it and it's about the people well there's who, yeah. like the hello kitty one i really enjoyed even though it's their desire for hello and kitty. the the dude uh saban yeah who, you know basically i still created the power rangers yeah Sa- oh yeah Saban. no it's i've heard it's saban way more often lately yeah but he is such a character and I love him. So it's worth it just to see okay, well, how how he mm, my, the My Little Pony one is really good too. They're all really good. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch that one because that one's and then I, I was super psyched because Netflix this is popular on Netflix. So now the, the people who made this are going to make a new series called The Movies That Made Us. Oh, oh nice. yeah. So uh, that comes oh, out way, later this year. You so. guys were talking about last week how there's no family you're right this is probably the most family thing that we on Netflix other than my wife and daughter love nailed it as much as Garrick does yeah so it's funny because I was watching it just today and my daughter you know she doesn't she watches her iPad or whatever so she was watching and she's like wow daddy this is really interesting I'm like yeah it is like how did you find this show I said well they had a Star Wars episode and she said, oh, they know your weakness. They sure <laughs> <laughs> yep, they got me. Yeah. Like, so one. <laughs> yes, yes, daddy is not infallible. <laughs> it's my kryptonite. Yeah. She, yeah, she actually watched a good portion of the uh, the Power Rangers episodes. Yeah, it's, it's more or less family friendly. I mean, they, they bleep out swear words. So I guess you yeah, don't care about you're going to get from network television these days. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, check it out. Nice. So I've been watching Taxi. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say it last time. I'll say it this time. You did say it last time. You did say it. Well, I didn't go into it last time. But uh, bring your notes. (laughs) 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 Don't don't BS a BS or Howie. I uh you know, I, I'm still watching Family Ties, but I kind of wanted to mix it up. Maybe I'm kind of like making my own little like network television show from the, or network from the 80s to watch all these different 80s series. And again, it's not 
I wasn't really into Taxi as a kid. I always thought my dad hated the show because he never wanted to watch it. I recently brought it up to him. He's like, no, I actually really liked the show, but the best thing about the show got old after a while. And I thought for a second, I went, Latka? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> he loved Andy <laughs> Kaufman, but then was done, you know? You know Danny DeVito is in that Yes, show? as a matter of fact, I'm aware. <laughs> right. That's making sure you knew. Danny, De- Danny DeVito as the, as the dispatcher Louie, who is just absolutely great because he's, they they in the first couple episodes, he's very one-dimensional. He's just disgusting. Everything he says, he growls at everybody. He's sexist and racist and all that, but he's got the heart of gold when he really has to, you know? But um, what's re- weird about this is that yesterday I was telling Howie, it was literally yesterday, right? We were yes. standing outside and I said, yeah, I've been watching Taxi. And how he's like, because oh, that's so me, right? Yeah, um, classic you. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't really like, again, I didn't watch a lot of it growing up. But I was like, you know, this show is like a calming, relaxing. Again, it's like bed. It's like a sleeping pill. It's it's calming t- television. And uh, mm-hmm. we talked, we were like, all right, see you tomorrow. Whatever. All right, cool. Later, later, turd. Smell you. And uh, I got in the truck and turned on. I think I had like a Rogan podcast was had been playing and it just came on automatically when I started my car. And uh, it like within three seconds, it was Rogan and Greg Fitzsimmons. And they're like, yeah, like on Taxi. You ever you ever go back? You ever watch the pilot of Taxi? And suddenly you're talking about the pilot of Taxi. And I'm just like, I, I, I watched it two nights ago. What's happening? You know, but like talking about how the pilot of the show is not anything like pilots nowadays is what they're they're talking about this like right after I had observed the same thing, which is like instead of having this generic cookie cutter thing where you go through, you introduce, you have the second act, third act, blah, blah, blah. The f- pilot of the show is this new guy shows up from out of town. He needed a cab ride. He, for whatever, un- re- ends up back at the dispatcher. And then Alex finds out that his estranged daughter is going to be flying through Florida to, on her way somewhere. They live on an island, whatever. And so... The basically they start talking. They're like, "Oh, we didn't know you had a daughter." And, and Alex Figures like, "Yeah, yeah, you know." And he's all grumpy. Don't talk about. It. But they start thinking about. It. He's like, kind of a seer. So they all decide to take a road trip to Florida to have give him five minutes with his daughter, who doesn't even remember what he looks like at an airport. This is what you call like a season closer on a show. This was their pilot episode. Like literally, it's like, "Yeah, look at all these characters. We're taking it all to Florida. We're gonna we're gonna take it to an airport scene somewhere else." And it's just about this main character. It's it's really heartfelt. Like it's if for a moment, especially for the daddies out there, it's kind of like you get a little choked up. But I'm enjoying the crap out of that show. I mean, yeah, it's dated. The styles are really dated. Tony Danza's jeans are super tight. Uh, oh yeah, you dude! I'm not kidding. Yeah. That man had a butt. <laughs> I am not kidding. He must it, work out. Is that all right? High five. I'm not kidding. Those first couple episodes, I'm like, dang, Tony D, what the heck? <laughs> this is before Angela and Moner and Samantha. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I and mean, Jonathaner. Well, yeah, Jonathaner, exactly. I uh, I'm really enjoying Taxi. Like shows I didn't even like that much back then. I'm finding that I'm really enjoying now. So it's it's not even so much a nostalgia thing. Even though I have said that, like. The opening theme, I believe, actually, I believe the name, the name of the song is Angela. <laughs> so we, there's kind of an Angela, but the opening theme of Taxi is like Ambien. <laughs> like you start yeah, hearing it, it and just immediately it's like this soothing, like soothing old 70s jazzy sound, you know, it's just really enjoyable. But 
I don't know. I'm on a tear with these classic TV shows. I'm, so I'm watching a lot of new stuff too. This is my nighttime. This is I know. I'm like I'm turning to my parents. Except they watch the shows that they watched before. I'm starting to watch a few things that I didn't watch before. Not really, and finding enjoyment in them. But it, yeah, it could be the same thing. It could just be there's a nostalgia for the era, even if it's not something I directly consume. So I don't know. That continues. My nighttime guilty pleasures are. Uh, Still spinning. So, who's next? Who's next? Um, I'll do it, man. Why? Not? Nice. Hey, speaking of our trip to uh, Kokomo, Indiana, there, Kokomizzle, Kokomizzle. Yeah. Uh, after the toy store, we had a little lunch, what? and then we headed to. Are you gonna uh, talk about the guy who like like f bombed his way through the Magic the Gathering rant outside the game store? <laughs> well, the game store was where I was oh, going. Yeah. I was Red like, Deck is cancer, man. Cancer. <laughs> I was not gonna mention <laughs> him, but. <laughs> I know. I still don't anyway. know if he was talking about magic. Yeah, we actually don't know for sure that he was talking about Magic the Gathering. There were hints, there were clues. I thought I'm, I'm pretty nerdy when it comes to stuff, but I didn't understand half of what he was saying. And he was, ta- <laughs> Maybe less he than was talking to us like he was certain we understood everything he was <laughs> saying. Like, yeah, yeah. You got it, you guy. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, you sure have a point there, fella. <laughs> Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> and then as soon as he walks in, what the hell was he talking about? <laughs> yeah, what the- you mean? know what I mean? Hey. Is that a magic? I don't I mean kinda, maybe. <laughs> well, anyway, our uh foray uh into Kokomo took us to that gaming store and one of the cool things that we got out of that trip was mm. uh the pickup of the uh Classic the old vintage movie trading. Cards. Yeah, the movie trading cards, man. That you defiled. I did not defile. You did. I enjoyed them. Thank you very much. I was not dumb, by the way. What's we that? couldn't get How Garrett to dumb? eat it. It was BS. <laughs> <laughs> we tried. Like, There's a video on the Twitter. Actually, yeah, no, not you can, the go right to, you can go to YouTube. I, I <laughs> oh, YouTubed it, so you can even go there now and, and check it oh, out. So yeah. I tried to entice Garrick into a tasty broken <laughs> nope. tooth of that world ago. Nope. But and I'm uh, alive for you to uh, make fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. So with yeah, it. go definitely go check out that uh, um, that YouTube video, but. Uh, it was cool because uh, I picked up some Return of the Jedi cards and some Empire cards. Yep. You picked up, Corey. You I picked, picked up-, up some Empire Strike Back cards. No, I picked up Return of the Jedi card. Which no, one you got Empire. I got Empire cards and Mork and Mindy Mork cards. Mork and Mindy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. And I haven't opened them yet. Yeah. I'm going to open them. The Mork and Mindy had me so curious. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I have to know what's in them. And it's like, <laughs> I paid two bucks for this pack. It's not like it's going to go right, up in value, right? right? Exactly. But I just, I don't know. I haven't brought myself to do it yet. The only <laughs> now, they had a New Hope cards there, but they were like 25, 23 bucks, yeah, 25 bucks. Yeah, so, $22.99 a pack. Yeah. And I was like, eh, was a little salty, it's not an but- impulse by but i will say that that encounter and uh I, i've actually posted the video and I actually went to um this inspired me to pull out my collection at home yeah and uh i posted pictures of my collection to facebook so those are up now and uh that has inspired me to actually start looking around and maybe complete some of those collections oh my oh <laughs> no know. he's got the I bug oh. i got the get bug me. man I got the bug, so. Yeah, we just walked into that Kokomo gaming store because we were trying to walk off all the massive amounts of incredibly tasty, greasy pizza we just <laughs> eaten. And we're walking around. I heard like, you, like, walk, like, 30 blocks or something. Yeah, it was like it was like 60 or 70 blocks. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Josh. In the freezing cold. <laughs> it was so cold. It was so cold. But we got some damn good pizza. Oh, God, that pizza was amazeballs. For us, Mike was less impressed with his calzone. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> should have got the you should have got the euro pizza. 
I should have got something. I don't know. The Euro pizza was amazing. It worked. But, I was fed, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. So I've been looking at my Return of the Jedi cards and looking to complete that set. Actually, I could. I found a, a couple of them on eBay that I can get some complete sets for pretty reasonable. Yeah, that's like thing. 20, 30 bucks. I don't think there's a big market for this. There is not. Yeah. Like and movie trading cards has kind of disappeared. Even, it's yeah. not a Even thing. baseball cards are like not. They're, they're yeah, not. The they're really, really not. rare, rare ones. Yeah, it was funny. Back when I did collect the baseball cards and was really active in it, I mean, this, we're talking cards. back in late 80s, early 90s. I mean, they were still, I mean, you could, your top cards could catch, you know, 50, 100 bucks. My dad bucks. had a Pete Rose yeah. rookie. Yeah, see, that was valued at like four hundred yeah. and some dollars oh, yeah. at the time. Right, I, I don't. He doesn't have it anymore. I, I think it, it got damaged in a flood or something like that. But I used to brag about that to anybody who would put up with my BS. But those <laughs> same cards aren't worth jack anymore. No. Nobody cares about them. Nobody cares. So, but I do, and it's a cheap steroids habit. ruined it all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously, uh, on the baseball side, you're yeah. right. Because no. uh, I was, it's I used not to be friendly anymore. I used to be so proud of my Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco <laughs> cards. Oh, I had a ton of those. I oh my gosh, I have, I have rookie cards of team. those guys. Oh, still like, I have I some Jose Canseco's. I don't know if I have any Mark McGuire's. I know I, I, I have, have all I my cards. rookie cards, man. I have all my cards. Oh yeah, but I was so proud like of those. Loose in a plastic bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's not good. Well, yeah. that doesn't really matter. <laughs> well, I don't think I'm jumping back into the baseball, but the the movie cards are kind of fun and interesting. And uh, yeah, I think I'm going to jump was into it, that. What a we bit. love about the was it the Empire cards or Return of the Jedi cards that had. It was the Empire cards. The Empire cards. The Empire quotes. Had, it had a character the on the front yes. and then a quote on the back that had nothing to do nothing with that character with and halftime wasn't even from that movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was that pretty was awesome. Return but, of the Jedi, they turned it around and they actually started yes, to make it specific. Yes, they put some plot lines on the back of those. Yeah. But those Empire <laughs> cards were neat too because they had uh, they had artwork. In yeah, some of them had artwork. Yeah, yeah, so, cool. but, uh, yeah so some... Some interesting things. So and and learn something about when doing some research on the Return of the Jedi. I guess I always assumed that they just had the red series, but there are a series of them, like a series two that's mm -hmm. with a blue background. Yeah. So mm. I thought that was pretty cool and completely. They're not the same cards. Completely oh, wow. different uh, cards. So that's cool. If, yeah. So if you get all of them, every single card, uh -huh. you can make a massive flip book and it's the whole movie. You know Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so did wait, 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 wait. Did were were did steroids ruin baseball cards or did Pokemon and uh and uh, the other CCG? I think it, it was just a fad. Well, the nineties baseball cards aren't worth anything because everyone was buying them. Yeah. At that point, yeah. yeah that, right. That's when that's they started when, doing the that's the when there were sets. baseball card stores right. everywhere. <laughs> right. Like yeah. retail stores yeah. that just sold the reason, the sports cards. The reason that they were valuable back in the day is because you could only get them in little packs of like 10 cards. Yeah, but then they started letting people buy cartons and yes. runs. Yeah. And right. Sam's, yeah. Sam's Club would literally sell like an entire brick yep. of baseball Yep, games. and it was ridiculous. And then, yeah, then at that point, there's no value to them. Nope, so. oversaturated. Yeah. Exactly. And you can't play games with them like you can. No. You just stick Yeah, and, that, and the demand spot. after that, after that, the demand went way down. So prices plummeted. So mm -hmm. I don't know if they'll ever come back. I it doesn't. It's a digital world. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I did go back though, and I pulled out my old baseball cards and stuff, and I had old movie cards in there. I, I 
remembered I had some. Because you're an irresponsible little bastard who didn't keep his stuff segregated. Oh, no. Really? Well, no, no, no. I, I did. I just, I hadn't looked through them for years and years. And come to find out, I had some ET cards. Nice. That were pretty cool. Like, I did too. Like a huge wow. brick of the ET cards. And I have some uh, Gremlins cards. So those are pretty you cool. Any garbage pail kids swimming around in no, there? No, no garbage pail. <laughs> I think all my garbage pail kids, my mom pitched them because she hated them. I know. That's my parents hated would not buy them, them for me. Yeah, my mom would either. Yeah. But sometimes I would like beg two bucks for my dad so we could walk over to like the Whitaker's uh, drugstore and buy candy. Right. And I'd be like looking at the garbage pail again. I'm like, well, I could still get like a sucker <laughs> if I got the garbage pail. My cousins, my aunt and uncle would buy them for my cousins. I was so jealous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The kids down the street, they were all Catholic. Their parents didn't care. <laughs> They're like, yeah, hell, hell, hell. go ahead. I don't care. Yes, you know, you can just, Grab me a pack of cigarettes if, while you're done. Yeah, there. exactly. We need beer, cigarettes. <laughs> you get a couple extra bucks for garbage pill kids card. Just make sure you go to confess. My parents <laughs> would not let me anywhere near this. I actually want to propagate this theory that Catholic children had more garbage pail kids <laughs> than Protestant children. I, but yeah, I my, collected uh, the... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I say like uh, for Star Wars cards, they had a run in like the mid-90s, I think, yeah. called Star Wars Finest. Yep. But they actually brought in like EU characters. That's Ooh, remarkable. So like a, yeah, I have like a Kip Duran. Nice. Martha Duel. Isn't that where the like the, the, the chick who posed for Mara became the quintessential Mara yes, Jade? That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. right. Mm -hmm. I don't think I have that one. I did. It's disappointing. I still yeah. may have it, believe it or not, somewhere buried. Interesting. I didn't treat I didn't treat those cards very well. It was just to me at that point, I was already like I yeah, buy a pack a bag, just to see what yeah. they're like and throw them somewhere in the drawer loose. So yeah, yeah. Allie. That's one thing I did well. I used to keep my cards in pretty good order. So, yeah, so did they're I. in decent shape. Nerds. Howie. <laughs> you are. Well, on my docket, I've been watching the latest season of Jack Ryan. <gasps> oh, I need to watch that. Yeah, you do. It's pretty good. Doesn't this so one take, face, take place in Venezuela? Venezuela, yep. Yeah, I only say that because I saw the preview for like basically the big ambush at the intersection that's straight out of clear and present danger that's like out of Bogota, Colombia, Colombia, but this one's in Venezuela or Venezuela, something. Venezuela, yeah. yeah. But it's yeah, I'm like they're bit, taking those things from the old stuff and just yeah, updating it. A little, yeah. little bit of uh <laughs> Moscow. Yeah. Uh for reasons I won't Moscow get into. Meal. Uh but that was just more of a setup for moving things along. Um Yeah, it's uh it's good. I don't know how it's, what what I can TV, say and what I can't what I can't say because I don't. It, is it as good or better than the first season? It's at is least as good. Oh, that's good. I love I'm, the first I'm, season. I've only watched first uh, three episodes, first three. so uh, I'm very so like I'm ready to watch more. So oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I think we're going to hold off to a little closer to the holidays so we can binge a tiny bit mm -hmm. with that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm really but they're full it. hour, like they're long episodes. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to binge more than a couple. Yeah. At, yeah, at, for, yeah. At a time. Right on. I really like Jim as Jack Ryan. I didn't think I would. I didn't think I would either, yeah. but it I, makes I, sense. I do. It fits really well. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's more like the way the character was originally written. Uh, exactly. Yeah. It was supposed to be like a nerdy little. Well, he's analyst. literally an analyst. He's an analyst. Yeah. yeah, he was in the Marines, but you know, but then became an analyst. <laughs> he broke his back and he couldn't do 
do stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm not going to talk about it, but I do want to say that most likely next, uh, hopefully if nothing else gets in the way that I want to talk about next time, I'll probably be like the future docket is more morning show. We, we just started that the morning show that Mm. Apple produced Mm -hmm. program. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'll just say that everyone, I said this on Twitter. Didn't you already have a docket? Everyone on this show kills. That's all I want to say. You're getting double docket. Everyone kills. You double docketed. Everyone kills. Because I feel like I shot my one on taxi. Everybody kills. Yeah. Yeah. You just wouldn't shut up about taxi. I know, but morning Yeah, show. we've heard enough about the taxi. Uh, we've heard enough from your mouth. You they kind pick of, people up you're and done. drop them off you're done for at the their rest. designated location. You're, you're done for this. I uh, got episode. the night off, losers. <laughs> what? You still have to see Porkins Kid in the door, so. Yeah, losers. Well, boys. Hold outside. In news this week. Baby. We have a tale of two cities, right? What? So, uh, was it the best of times or worst of times? Is it East St. Louis and St. Louis? This is 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 metaphorical. (laughs) We'll be talking some movie successes and some movie failures. Ooh. Box office. Ooh. Uh, We're going to start with the success this week. What? Um, DC's The Joker. Oh, yeah. Is Joaquin uh, Phoenix set to uh, hit a billion dollars this weekend as we record? Joking. A billion dollars? Uh, a billion dollars. Holy. It, is, it sits, crap. as we record, it's about $995 million right now worldwide. Still haven't seen, totally want to see, and never thought in a million years that it would do this well. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anybody uh, wow. did. I think even the filmmakers are shocked by this. Yeah. Um, it is. <laughs> they are. Officially right now, it is the highest grossing on a percentage basis comic book movie of all time. Oh yeah. This Holy was on a crap. budget of 50 million, 30 to 50 million. <laughs> yep. And it's made a billion. Yep. So Oh wow. <laughs> I mean somebody got rich. <laughs> somebody got rich. And uh there's a lot of people talking that I mean this is really hope hopefully some people feel like this is DC's return to form. Hopefully they can this build on This is no return no. to form. It's a complete departure. <laughs> yeah, it's like complete what, they've done, what they've done in the past that's been successful has, has nothing to do with what sure. they did with well, what's been done with this movie. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I mean, it just, it maybe it gives them some direction on what's interesting I mean, versus talk, what's just ridiculous and stupid. Well, I mean, but, if you, if you go back and you look at like the old Superman, the movie and, and yeah, Batman 1989, stuff yeah, like that, that's what we're talking about. I mean, yeah. that kind of form. No, not, this is not, not that what form. they've done. This is not that form well, either. I, I, I'm, I'm not saying that it is. I'm saying uh, return to good movies, good movie oh, making. Oh, oh, okay. Return to movies that don't <laughs> suck. Yes. Okay. Now Corey's finally okay. on the page. Okay. I'm sitting there going, it's not the same thing. I'm I'm not saying it's the same universe yeah, yeah. at all. Not, That's not, not what even I'm saying. that. I mean, this, people were saying this was going to be the experimental Joker film. You know what I mean? They were literally using the the E word just to make sure we all knew it's this is different, guys. This is different. <laughs> it's different. It's fun. Um, I, I've seen it twice now. My wife has seen. She's obsessed. By the way, really, she loves. She's like on all the chat rooms and stuff now about this movie. <laughs> Will your wife, please hang theories. out with my wife more so she can rub off on her. Oh, I'm going to get like, so much trouble like, for that. <laughs> she's geeked out on, on it worse than I have. Yeah. I mean, because there's all kinds of theories about how, how much of this was in his head, how much of it was real, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, so wow. She's really Joker into all that Club. stuff. Got so 
It's yeah, good if you guys cool. haven't seen it yet. It's, I, I want it's it so bad. worth a watch. There's 800 man. films I want to see. I want to see Midway. I want to see all this stuff. You got to see this one first. That man. was like one. Film it's worth it, man. It is definitely like, yeah, worth it. So listen, um, good notes. Oh, and Terminator. Yeah. It's it's breaking all kinds of records and. Uh, I, yeah, some people, I, I don't know. I don't know if they can build on Some people are hoping, I don't know if this is going to come true or not, that, uh, you know, Probably Pattinson's not. The Batman yeah. will be tied into this universe I somehow. I feel like, wouldn't that be pooping on this movie? I, I mean, highly doubt it. Uh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Well, highly, is it, highly, highly. Isn't that already tied into, like, the existing No, I don't DC think universe? it is at all. I think it's is, completely it different. Are they rebooting it? Because I thought, yes. you know, like Birds of Prey, no. what, does that film not matter anymore then? I don't think The Batman is actually, yeah, re- wiring into The Birds of Prey. and No, the, I, that, the Birds of Prey, yeah, all that's kind of their, yeah. And actually, that, that DC's dying because now I'm hearing rumors now too, and this makes me sad. That the the Wonder Woman 1984, there's there's leaks and rumors now that that's not gonna be good. Nah, yeah, <laughs> that it sucks. <laughs> unfortunately, oh, no. unfortunately, the first one, well, the first one was good, but it had too much success because people wanted it to be good so yeah, bad. Right, and it that is the poison pill. Well, that's poison pill. I'll you get too much what, success. I like started that. wondering. I mean, they they postponed this for a year. Mm-hmm. You know, this was supposed to come out this year. And it's not supposed to come out until next spring, I believe, yep. the oh, Wonder wow. Woman 1984. So, yeah, I, I mean, when, when you like postpone a movie for a whole year, it's like, ooh, you know, this isn't just about them not wanting to release at the same time as, uh, you know, other, you know, highly hyped movies yeah, and I stuff. Mean, these are episode nine kind of delays. It means there's problems, <laughs> you know, and I, that makes me sad because I really did like that first Wonder Woman movie. So, um, but, but yeah, no, I don't think... Uh, I don't think the Batman's tied into all that. I think they're kind of in reboot mode. Well, all let's of put it. it this way. Anytime they finally get someone to agree to write and direct one of these hot turds, their first <laughs> stipulation is as long as I don't have to be affiliated with any of that steaming bullet crap that you're already putting out. You know, so when's yeah. a flash movie coming out? <laughs> like, yeah. like a year and a half ago. Is Good that what it's coming out? Garrick, unfortunately, <laughs> all of this generation and the next generation of directors have already passed on it. So we're going to have to wait until we're grandparents. They claim oh, it's still happening, fine. and they're, yeah. they're saying that... They're not Aquaman, worried about Ezra Miller having osteoporosis or anything. <laughs> they are saying that uh, that Aquaman uh, 2 is happening, so I don't. maybe that DCU isn't dead yet. I don't know, but... Aquaman 2 is a gimme. The, the Batman, it'll, it'll be a big CG fest. It'll be fine. The Batman, when it was... When it involved Ben Affleck, I think was tied into the DCU, but I think they've totally scrapped that entirely. I Smart think this is, a, this is a new script and a new direction and everything. I think what they need to do is what everybody told them to do when they tried to launch a universe all at once, which is, how about you take some time and earn I know, this? I know, right? I mean, I mean, it's just, and that's the thing. They don't learn a lesson. At no point have they learned a lesson. No. At no point has anyone gone, wait, because they're still just, I mean, yeah, they're just delaying, but they're just delaying the same stuff and they're tweaking it a little. It's like, no. Well, speaking you need of to reset. Speaking of DC in general, have you heard what they're doing with the comics? I don't care at this point, man. I love Wait, it. I loved that stuff. You, you got to know this, Garrick. The they're day. releasing uh, new titles called uh, the Black Label, like a Black Label series. Oh, yeah. no. I brought that up the other day. It's gonna Did be you? more Batweener. I yeah, don't know about that, but they're they're larger comics. They're they're larger than yeah. The, they're physically larger. Physically <laughs> larger, and they're gonna be like what? Oh, they're six inch scale comics. Black series, yeah. yeah, and they're they're twelve ninety nine a piece. No, no, that's not true. 
Not all of them. Some of them are $8. Oh, I'm so, <laughs> so sorry. I got that so wrong. Well, to be fair, okay. So the, <laughs> to be fair. The, uh, I talked about the Harleen comic maybe like three or four weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, that, and that was a while. It's actually, like longer a, than that. It's like a miniature graphic novel, so it's like sixty to seventy pages. Oh, not all of them. So I've seen. I've seen some all of them, them in my um my comic store, and they're not that. Yeah, some of them are not that big. They're different. Some some of the black labels are the standard comic size, like um the White Knight, uh, Curse of the White Knight. Well, it's a good thing is, that they're not being consistent, so you can have level set expectations. Yeah. I will. So I will say these this: these are a lot more mature than like sure, your typical right. DC ones. That's why they're under the black label. And I will so, say this: I talked to my my clerk that was there, and I asked her how you're in how these are selling. Dealer. Yeah, my dealer. Yeah, yeah. Your I asked her how these are selling. She said they're selling like hotcakes right now. So yeah, the Harleen comic is great because the comic store, at least ours, uh, gave away a specialized uh, board back and in the plastic bag for them because they're uh, they're different sized which is yeah. great <laughs> it's like here you go you can i mean they're big the they're, hu- they're like yeah, this big they're, they're, they're huge, huge. Yeah. <laughs> i i just i don't they're like different. i don't like the dc let's do dc more adult because part of what i liked about dc that it was always hopeful and more innocent so well that's this that's is, the main line that's the main line is yeah. it though but it's they're not continuing. it is but it isn't the, it's not the what black it label the black label more or less are like just individual stories it's not like a, a series normally with and, more and they typically more mature yeah, yeah. with bat wieners yeah mm-hmm. i don't know i guess the point right now is Earn dc it. dc seems very disjointed you think yeah a little bit so but anyway joker's doing gangbusters and because it was completely apart from everything else well i don't know i hope they i hope they learn a lesson from this though i mean this is kind of what, back the to, joker's more appealing than batman now this is well well i guess there's the, trouble i'm just dropping that but look, probably true the point that. is dc's been most successful and maybe this hurts a little bit me because i was hoping they would go more of a marvel direction but they've been most successful when they do the nolan-esque type things nolan's movies were 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 great and everybody loved them. This Joker is in that vein. Yeah, it, it definitely maybe looks where more they, like that. Maybe that's where they need to stay. You know, I don't know. Of course, <laughs> of course, all this uh, the the Snyder release stuff is still getting a lot of play online. <laughs> oh, seriously, I've seen a huge surgence of that hot garbage lately. They keep claiming that this this cut exists. And that it's going to be released. They're trying to push it to be released on HBO or something now. Or Who cares? I don't know. Weird. <laughs> Go die in HBO. Well, they released on DC streaming or something. It is so weird. because there's nobody I've will been, see it. I've been seeing article <laughs> after article written that that there is a cut of that movie. I know. Which, no, I, know like, I know. How in the heck can for that like, possibly for like be? like nine or ten months. This I mean, he left going. in the middle of production. How could that possibly be? Uh, because the middle of production was because they had to do so many extensive reshoots. They pretty much shot half the movie again. That's why it's the middle of production. But well, I mean, okay, so you've got the film, the practical film, but you don't have all the the special effects. I would imagine you, at that point. I don't you know. Think it was better because Henry Cavill didn't Henry have Cavill a was shaped, Yeah, I was yeah. Say. <laughs> so they didn't need as many effects. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that was terrible. I don't know. <laughs> it gives me DC, nightmares. I guess for all, for all the success with this Joker movie, it still has a long way to go. <laughs> all right. On the other end of the spectrum, though, Terminator oh. Dark Fate. Uh-huh. <sighs> Doing great, right? Billion dollars? Oh, no. 
Two billion. It's a Terminator movie. Come on. Oh, oh three billion dollars. Not, uh, not so oh, hot, oh, unfortunately. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, the uh, opening weekend was a certified flop. I've actually. Oh no! I've certified. Been certified. A lot of really bad things about this movie. The domestic. Opening. I managed to know nothing going into it. And I'm hearing I've people heard who good are in. really good turned off by the story. And like, there's like some unexpected twistiness that people don't care for or something. And I'll be honest with you, I don't even know the specifics. I don't know anything about this movie at this point. I love Terminator, so I've just stayed away from it all. Gosh, so all I, I, know, when I, all I know is they basically got the band back together, right? We got Little Ham. Yeah, yeah but, I think, but that's the thing. I think they did that, but they turn it on its head. And I think that's why people are upset. They're like, oh, the band's back together. Oh, oh, the audience yeah. score is 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, there you go. Did What's the even- critic score? 71. That's not a huge discrepancy. Yeah, it actually, yeah. Even though it's not, it's not doing it's not great at the box British. office. It look, it sounds like people that are seeing it okay. keep claiming that it's a good movie. Maybe, um, maybe my barometer is broken on that. Oh, well, and I want it to be because I, 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 like I think Terminator. I think it's marketing. The marketing has been pretty cruddy. Darth Joe Pesci claims that uh, listen, listener of the show claims that he saw it and he said it was great. Well, he got he to see it, it early so he naturally did. he's a poison. <laughs> you can't listen to that crap. All the people who see the movies early love them. Remember? <laughs> remember? Alright, so then, the movie released to uh, its domestic opening was $29 million. I think they were expecting hoping more like 40 to 45 Nowhere near that. 29? Yeah. 29 opening weekend. And it's gone wow. down. I think it went down 60%, 65% the following weekend. Yeah. No I matter mean, what go- they did, it, Genesis wasn't that long ago, y'all. Right. And that pretty that much. Was a turd. Well, here, here I we, enjoy it, but it was not a good movie. <laughs> here's the here's the numbers. Domestic opening was 29 Freaking million. Turd. The budget was 185, you know, plus you got to add marketing into that. Yeah. Right now as of this uh this recording at the worldwide box office it's sitting at 204. So, it's got a 52 million domestic, 151 international. It's that 204 is not profitable. Yeah, not yet. Um no. And I, it's not going to get anywhere close. Yeah. It's it's dying on the vine. So, yeah. which oh, is no. I, it's sad. You know, I I like the Terminator. I I like the Terminator series. Yeah. I like Terminator one and two, of course. I didn't. I liked Salvation, and I liked uh, the Terminator three. Yeah, me too. But they were fun. They were fun watches. Genesis is fun. Oh, how he likes them all, guys. I do too. Yeah. But here's the thing, Explain though, man. Yourself. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that they have to learn, though, after this movie. Terminator, it's it's a franchise, but nobody cares about it. That's the thing. The Terminator should have been, should have continued to be in a franchise where you got a new movie every five to ten years. You know what I mean? It's not the kind of franchise that you keep bringing out the same movie because the Terminator has a, it, there's a timeline of sorts. Well, they keep, they there's, keep like poo-pooing all over. Well, that's their the thing. It's like when they keep crapping on the left. La- okay. We don't count those. Did you- you're dis you're discrediting what's gone before. And by that nature, you're discrediting what you're now doing because you're coming so quickly after that. Did you guys know that this is intended to be a trilogy? Yes. So was Genesis. <laughs> Genesis was until. Yeah. They, they say oh, yeah, the they they definitely st- tell Genesis was supposed to. They keep saying that, and they. But at this point, there's no reason to believe them. Right? They're discrediting themselves. Right. Well, if they can't pull it off with 
Linda Ham- Hamilton. Wait, Hamilton the and the Schwar- yeah, Schwarzenegger. And even technically, you know, Cameron was back on board. Now, of yep. course, I don't know if you've seen him lately. Kurt He's Cameron. Been- uh, no, yeah, yeah. Powerhouse Cameron. Candace Cameron Burke. <laughs> um, right. He's been he's actually been bagging on the director as of late since this bombed. Oh, he's kind of kind say. of come back and was like, Aww, he's not, I, don't, I don't picture him as a very pleasant person. I don't know. I'm just saying, <laughs> it just feels like it's all imploding on itself at this point. So they gave it the old college try, but uh, I don't know. I mean, that maybe this is a tale of you know. There's certain IPs that you can keep going with, but then other ones that just... They need time to either be done or they need time to sit on the shelf. I think this is just one of them that you just got to let it... This It's done. Let me put it, it just, this way. I've always wanted more Ghostbusters. And sounds, they're making... You're going to get it. I'm still worried about They're making another that. one, but it looks like it's going to be like the Ghostbusting family, right? Yeah. And Son, I, I'm worried about that sweet. one. Oh, yeah, no. It's going to... I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you right terrible. now, it's going to be terrible. <laughs> but it's... If the if the previous foray into the Ghostbusters franchise had never happened at all, and they did this now, it'd be like, all right, it's a curiosity. But yeah. now it just feels like, oh no, we need we need to erase the taste uh, that was left in everyone's mouths. Like it doesn't feel it doesn't feel. I just think there are certain. At least ones, we now know, as in the last week or so, that Bill Murray is officially on board. Yeah, but again, <laughs> how much to, how much FaceTime are those guys going to get in this movie? I don't think they're going to get much at all. I think it's going to be about Paul Rudd and, uh, and of course it is. You know, Finn Wolfhard yeah. and all them. It's going to be Shia LaBeouf taking over as Indiana Jones, right? I, I mean, think. I think. Oh. Honestly, my prediction <laughs> here you go. Here's my Ghostbusters prediction. Everybody's been waiting for it, right? Uh, Egon takes. Egon's dead, but his son discovers the Ecto One in the barn. And so the family ends up falling in and trying to, because there's ghosts that got to be uh, oh, busted. All right. Yeah, who are you going to call? Yeah. <laughs> what they should have done for Terminator is create a series on Disney Plus about the Terminator. Well, they did that on Fox a while ago. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't. Yeah, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah, I watched it front to I I really enjoyed it, but again, I would never, like, I would talk about it in secret, like, low hush tones with Howie, but I didn't want (laughs) to promote that I was watching it to people, because I'm like, I would never recommend it. Still, I just... But Lena Lena Headey was was, uh, Sarah Connor. Look, they've given that franchise, I think, all the tries that they possibly can. I mean, if they keep going on this... Yeah, no. Put it on the shelf, yeah. let it age, and then come back and do something. I don't Maybe. know. They've rebooted it so many times. Maybe. They're trying to cancel. I don't know. I, I it might. This might be just reboots suck too. Done man. for thirty years. Sometimes I think you just you're done. Yeah. I mean, like Back to the Future, you're done, and they knew it. <laughs> they yeah, they did. Yeah. Those guys saw as long day. as they're alive, that there will not be a sequel to that movie. Meanwhile, Christopher Lloyd's like, all right, I'm 107 years old, but I will do I it know, again. Oh, damn it. <laughs> he needs to shut his old trap. Uh, Angels in the Outfield that's trilogy. That's the only thing he's ever positive about. <laughs> he's like such a curmudgeon old dude. But he's like, you want to play Doc Brown again? I do it in a heartbeat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more movie in the news this week. Oh, Sonic see, the Hedgehog Sonic is in the news this week. <sighs> Finally. Finally. I love, Finally, I love right? Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, so there's a reason I'm bringing this up. He's super Because fast. there is a there is a larger overarching narrative that goes over this movie, okay? So I'm going to I'm going to lay down the foundation mm. of what happened with this movie. The and animals we're are talk actually the enemy, right? About the more overarching story here, right? Okay, so Sonic the Hedgehog 
what six months ago maybe more more than that maybe a year ago not quite okay so nine months ago I mean, I feel like you're in the ballpark, but, but I don't feel like you're really trying. Have a baby. <laughs> All right. So they released some teaser footage, not even footage, just <laughs> no, there's, there's a trailer, photos, right? No, there's there's a trailer. Full on trailer. Yeah. Full yeah. on trailer. Wow. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Okay, dialogue so, and everything. Yeah. So they released a trailer and the, the fans so of Sonic the Hedgehog oh, went ballistic. Not just fans, they were like, everybody. Oh, dear God in heaven. That looks nothing like. Sonic the Hedgehog, no, no, no. what are you doing? It wasn't that it looked nothing like Sonic the Hedgehog. It was, it was oh God, fuel. what is this nightmare? <laughs> what is the, what, what, what's, it has teeth. Why? It's like, this is what happens when you don't have someone sit down and workshop some ideas. You just tell the the CG guys, just go, you know what Sonic is, right? What's you do? Yeah, it's like a hedgehog with, it looks like a person. Yeah, oh, hedgehog okay. looks like a person. Are you, have you ever played the games? No, never played the games. Are, you know, just, you know. just spitball. Oh, oh, uh, Here's before some I pictures. Leave, he's blue. All right, I'll see you on Tuesday. Does he have teeth? Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Is he wearing sneakers? Sneakers, yes. <laughs> All right, so Sonic the Hedgehog, there was a lot of backlash after that footage came out. And uh, essentially, the director-producers took to social media and were like, hey, we're sorry, and, you know, we're listening. We're, you know, we're taking your feedback. And they have since gone through the redesign phase. And they t- they redesigned, they reanimated all, all of, of it. Yeah, crazy. And uh, they've recently re- released new um, pictures of the redesign, yeah. and people so are a lot more worried happy. that you'd never get to see Jim Carrey as Doctor Robot. <laughs> worry no more. I had to see it. I had to. All right. So anyway, people are a lot more happy with the results now, and because uh, it looks even remotely like something. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Okay. So here's the the more overarching story here, right? It's that. Over the last few years, there's been a trend, it seems. And uh, maybe this is more, hits more close to home with us with, with Last Jedi, right? Last Jedi came out and there was a lot of fan backlash and people were like, what the heck is going on? And, in, and instead of a lot of the fans feeling like they were being listened to and At heard from all in any way <laughs> whatsoever. Go ahead. So instead of being listened to, not only were we not listened to, a lot of fans felt like Dunked we were and teabagged by everyone anywhere <laughs> close to people of authority. Exactly. Mike, I really wish I didn't have to finish your sentence. <laughs> so a lot of fans feel like that. And, and it's not just it's not just this. I mean, there's other properties out there where there are similar things going on where yeah. fans are like, you know, hey, we don't like this. What the heck are you doing? And then instead of, you know, the the movie studios and the producers and creators, you know, listening, they just start immediately. It seems like the it's immediate just a culture battle. Right. It's a culture battle immediately. Um, exactly. It, it's like, well, if you don't like this, then you're a hater and you're a misogynist. And part of the problem is that asshole. all the suck ups can't wait to engage in a culture battle because for whatever reason we owe the artists something which as again as someone who studied art therefore i'm naturally an authority (laughs) i just don't i think it's i think it's horseshit to ever defend an artist defend art but don't defend an artist they're they're not beholden to you or you're not beholden to them it's like it's like i don't know don't look me to defend a politician either i don't care who i vote for it's up to them 
to please me, not the other way around. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm like, you critic critique is how we evolve, you know? Right. And if we don't critique, we don't evolve. So you get the ocean of people who respond to it. And then you get a studio going, Oh, shoot, Oh, 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 shoot, 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 shoot. I mean, we want to, I mean, we should probably let's get in a cold, dark room and not tell anybody we're actually listening to what the people are angry about. And then let's all the, all the front facing people, the directors, the writers and the actors, let them go out and just attack along with all of these rage monster suck ups. Okay. So, I, I mean, <laughs> let, let me ask you this then. I mean, so is obviously that's the wrong way to go yeah. where you're blaming the fan base and you're doubling down. On well, what it's you're doing. obvious to some of us, <laughs> very much not to others. True. But, but I'll tell you what, the ones that, that don't recognize that, that it's a problem, those IPs are going to die, right? Yep. Slow, awful, horrible death. Yep. Okay. So, but, so now on the other side of the spectrum here, now we have Sonic the Hedgehog where, you know, no the one wanted a Sonic movie. No one. I, I get it. But, I, but, I, but just for the sake of argument, nobody even wanted this. Right. But it was bad enough <laughs> that everyone got upset by it. <laughs> I guess my question to you guys and and anybody feel free to chime in is, you know, I understand <sighs> wanting creators and studios, directors, producers to have some kind of ear toward the fandom. Yeah, it's but good. Where is the balance? Because I almost feel like. My gosh, they re they redid this whole movie. Yeah. That, that's not a sound business decision. To me. Uh, yeah, it's like how you know are they I mean? possibly going to recoup? And do right. they do they think that the press from all this is actually going to pay some of that off? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think that movie's going to make well, any it's, money. It's kind of like on a very large scale, comping your your customer for having to wait. An extra ten minutes for their food. Yeah, but that's the scale, though. That large <laughs> scale, though. It's 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 not, and plus, isn't the okay. movie more or less? Didn't they just take the movie Hop, take the bunny out, and throw a hedgehog in? I'm it was, pretty e sure that's it what was they either going to go straight to DVD, <laughs> which seems far more likely. Oh, or they're going to do this. This should have been a Netflix movie. <laughs> Netflix didn't want anything to do with this. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I like watching Cyclops and a lot of things. I mean, I feel like there's got to be happy medium in there, right? I mean, because, you know, for, I mean, we'll just go to Star Wars. That's what we're all most familiar with. I feel like, okay, there was a misstep with The Last Jedi, right? I mean, you know, and they have one, uh, Disney Lucasfilm at that point has one of two decisions to make. They can either double down and keep doing the same shit regardless because they feel like it's the right thing or whatever for whatever reason yeah you know or they can listen to some of the and criticisms. they have every right to do that sure right and and i'll tell you what and they can go down that road and if people don't like it they're not going to buy their shit and they're not going to go see their movies right yep that's how this works yep Maybe you know carried you on know the what? back of the vocal it has 5%. very little to do about art it, it really doesn't anymore that's what well, especially, especially with it's, Disney. A, it's a business that's oh, all well, movies are businesses. Okay, uh, but the artfulness of something can make it more financially. But see that, but that, is, but but that only comes down to can I make money from right, yeah, being artful? Yeah. And see, yeah. that's the thing, that man. Level. That's where I'm trying to find this balance because I do believe in the artist being able to create art. But you know, Star Wars, for example, has got you can create that art, but it's got to be within certain confines, right? You're not going to be able to create the art in Star you, Wars. You know what? They it's, used to have a term for art films. It was called 
art films. Yeah. I guess no. that term? You get, you get, Once you get past art films, it's they not are, it's original film is not original art. pieces. It's in and, and I mean it's like the difference. I used to tell people I was a fake art major because I studied graphics. I was literally I want to make art that people pay me money for. Not art that I have to hope people pay me money right. for. And that's the difference between, you know, selling out and stuff like that. Why is it now that we think that the biggest franchises and commercial properties need to be leading the charge into the future of tomorrow? <laughs> it's like, commercials does not. Right. right. I mean, the, I mean, I don't know. I don't get it. It, do, it doesn't. At some point, we left the sound business decisions behind with this ideal that everything should usher in a better tomorrow. Yeah. And and the things that do help that are good. But yeah, it's like it's like we just can't decide what side of the lake to pee on, you know. But we're gonna piss all over everything, no matter what we do. Go for a swim. No one will know you're pissing. That's I, guess, I guess in the case of Disney, I feel I feel like I don't know. I mean, we'll see how things play out over the next six months. But I. feel feel like disney is listening i feel like that they've made some changes it does you know? the thing is they can't promote it because if they no, promote it they, they immediately admit. get the hate from that right. vocal minority right and well they can't admit any of it yeah i mean obviously yeah they but, can't is they can't indicate that they might go back on some of these wonderful world changing blurbs i mean because honestly we went from okay you know before the last jedi we were promising trilogies to all these people and everything else and then Last Jedi comes out and then kind of the world changes, right? Mm. I mean, things are taking a taking a dive real quick. You know, Last Jedi is a very controversial movie. They can't seem Solo, to get a plan made. Solo now. is like losing money and they're like, oh my God, what happened? So, you know, we go that 18 months between Solo and, you know, now Mandalorian and Rise of Skywalker. Right. And it feels like, anyway, that they've made those changes. I mean, we've got Dave Filoni now. Or at least now. they're allowing those changes to be made in sure. certain places. Right, right. Now, whether this carries over into the movies or not, I guess, you know, we won't know we don't for know another until we... four weeks or so. And but even then, I'm not looking for JJ to reset that. I'm not five. either, but we'll again, we'll see, you know, yeah. and then we'll see if they announce any more movies. I don't know. Again, I think the next six months are going to be very telling, you know, if they go back to the same old pattern of promising trilogies to every Tom, Dick and Harry that comes, you know, their way. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, you know, roll my eyes and throw my hands in the air and be like, well, whatever, here we go. Yeah, nobody believes you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or if they actually do make, you know, they get through rise of Skywalker, maybe Kathleen Kennedy moves on, they bring in Feige or whomever. And they, you know, what we expect to have happen actually happens. Then, you know, I, you know, I'm going to continue to feel like, okay, to me, that seems like a reasonable progression for, okay, we've listened to the fans and, and we're going to, we're trying to correct things to make things better for the majority of people. Right. Right. So not just the most diehard, right. It's got to be carried on the backs of more people. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, the, you know, obviously you can't go back, you know, like this Sonic the Hedgehog thing to me, you know, again, it sounds insane. That's great. It's great that they listen to the fans. I, but I hope they make it back. I really do. Uh, now I'm, I'm, but am yeah. I going to run out and see it? No, no, no. But who is, you know? I yeah. I didn't ask for it to be, I love Sonic, man. I was a Genesis kid. Really? Oh yeah. I'm a huge <laughs> old classic Sonic fan. I have probably... 12 Sonic games sitting on my Steam account that I bought on sale. And every time I looked at them, I'm like, you know, yeah. no. <laughs> All right. You know what I mean? Just yeah. no. Just not. No. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. That's, that's all, all I had for, for news. news. I'm parking by hey! the way.
Wake up, Garrick and Howie. Again? Uh, huh? Huh? What? Oh. Again? I don't know if y'all know this, but you know them Farrelly brothers that you're talking about these movies tonight? Oh, yeah. One of their breakout hits, you know, The Dumb and Dumber? Oh, 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 oh yeah. You know, they offered Jim Carrey $350,000 for that movie. <laughs> wow. And he turned it down because he wanted $400,000. 400 <laughs> But then, oops, Ace Ventura came out, opening at number one. <laughs> and suddenly, Carrey was worth a little more coin. Oh, no. So they shelled out $7 million for Jim Carrey. Damn. For a film oh, that cost a total of $16 million. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's almost half of it. How can you, how can you have done that? You might ask, what about Jeff Daniels, who played opposite Carrie? Well, the studio heads were so concerned about Jeff Daniels doing comedy that he agreed to only get paid 50 grand for the film. Wow! <laughs> oh, no! Holy cow! No way! Plus merchandising, no right? No way! $50,000? Porkins kid just blew your mind, dude. He blew my mind. Yeah, Jeff Daniels wanted to do it because he, he is a seriously funny guy. Yeah. He's brilliant. Yes. And he's, uh, he's seriously funny. <laughs> and uh and in all and he's he finds different ways to do things sure. to get involved in and right. stuff. You know, he's doing his musical comedy for a while and yeah. stuff. But like he just took 50k and Jim Carrey pulled almost half the budget for the film. Wow. That that blows my mind. Wow. Amazing. I can't believe it only cost 18 million to make, but if you think about it, it's just two guys and a crew. Yeah, that's true. Most of the film. That's true. And it was their first foray. Pretty impressive, which means it's time to get into some of that business. Yeah. All right, Howie, take it from here. <laughs> Talking talk bitching about Last Jedi makes makes him sleepy. It does. I also, think, I can see it. His, too. I can see it in his eyes. I could actually probably just from the look on his face give you his thoughts, which are basically how much time between now and when Taco Bell closes. Know. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. We're on. We're on the time clock here. Come on. <laughs> All right, thirty okay, minutes. We got so it. So we keep expanding our segments longer and longer. I'm just thinking, man, it's going to take me so much longer to edit these episodes every freaking week. When he goes through it minute by minute, looking for all the F-bombs to bleep him out. Oh, I've, <laughs> I've uh, abandoned that. Have you done that? <laughs> yeah, like once. <laughs> totally. All right, Fairly Brothers up funny. on, the, on the, the discussion board Why tonight. are we even talking about the Fairly Brothers? Because they're funny as hell. Hmm. Depends. Are they really? Have, have been. Are they, they really? Have been. That's the interesting thing about the Fairley Brothers. I feel that the Fairley Brothers quality, that, that needle swings hard in both directions. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Very that's hard. true. And that's what makes them so interesting because early on, it's like, these guys are madcap. They don't care. They don't care what you think. They're going to start this movie out and just completely destroy whatever pretense you think they need to operate within so that you loosen up and enjoy the rest of the film. But then later movies happen and it was like wait 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 what <laughs> what, what happened please so, so these guys yeah. get the big break in 1994 right right out of the gate oh, 94 yeah. their best movie ever and then it's all downhill 
No, that's we, probably that's, arguable. That's, that's but, fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, at least that the steep drop off didn't come that much later. <laughs> no. So, all right, what what is it right? Nineteen ninety four, Dumb and Dumber, man. Dumb and so that's oh, the man. big break. Funniest and, uh, movie ever. We just heard the big shocking reveal about the budget. Yeah, and uh, the biggest shock I got out of that was eighteen million dollars for the film. Oh my! The gosh. second biggest shock I got out of that was actually 11 million dollars for the film because seven million was just jim carrey well made 247 million at the box wow amazing yep made it back yeah yeah i'll say and uh obviously set their uh their trajectory for the next uh decade or so so why did dumb and dumber in 1994 catch all of us by surprise i saw this movie on family family movie day which i've talked about several times where my whole family yes. goes to like three or four movies. And yeah. we haven't done this in a long time, but uh, we used to do it and just like make, make our tailbones ache by sitting in theater seats for that. You know one. what? I remember this too. I saw this in theaters. Mm-hmm. I probably saw this in theaters three or four times. And uh, this was almost the same thing. Yeah. It wasn't, it was family movie in the sense it was us kids. We were all yeah. older at that point And, it, when we would get together for Thanksgivings and Christmases and stuff, yeah, we would go out to the movie theater after dinner. No, right? I saw I literally saw this with mom and dad when I was fourteen years old. <laughs> yeah, mm. so I saw this with my brothers and sisters who are a little bit older than you, and uh, yeah, we did not see this with our parents. So yeah, Garrett, <laughs> uh, man, I don't remember when I first saw it. It wasn't in the theater. Yeah, it was probably. On VHS, yeah, at some point. <laughs> Howie, do you remember when you first saw it? Couldn't tell you. Yeah, definitely not the theater though. I couldn't tell you that either. <laughs> we had, we knew. I, this, I maybe, don't remember. We knew this movie was going to be silly, right? We were nervous about it because my dad didn't really like a lot of slapstick humor and stuff like that. We didn't know how much it was going to commit. To the ridiculousness. <laughs> yeah. And I remember looking over awkwardly at my mother who had her glasses in her hand because she was wiping her eyes with her shirt because she was crying, <laughs> laughing so hard at Jeff Daniels taking a monster poo. <laughs> oh, like man. Flying in the, air. The, the vision yeah. of your mom laughing at uh, like just the poop scene. Dying. And I, w- I was like, this changes everything. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the, I, I don't remember when I saw this movie because. It was quoted so much at school, at, you know, oh, wherever man. I was at. That this I was a cultural phenomenon before I saw the movie. Yeah, it was. This, it was like Tommy Boy, which was right around that time, too. Yeah. It, it kind of just like hit everybody all at once. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. It's not like there was a, sh- you know, a a shortage of comedies at that time. No. I mean, it's not like nowadays I mean, you where had, you like a couple of decent comedies right. a year. I mean, at that time you had, I mean, you're coming off the eighties where you had the, the, like the naked gun series and stuff. Mm. So you had the slapstick yeah, out 80s there. Eighties were comedies and rom-coms. Right. That was probably like 80%. And then you had, you're going into, I mean, this is 94. So you're going into the nineties. So you had, you know, like Wayne's World, and you had some of the SNL stuff Ooh, hitting mm-hmm. at that time. Yeah, uh, sleep in Seattle. One, you got mail, right? Yeah. <laughs> but the, when this one hit, uh, to me, it was a game changer. I mean, it was. It's it's hard to say it was so different because it's slapstick, 
But it was just on a different level, but man. But nobody did slapstick. Through the 80s and early 90s, the big thing was sarcasm comedy. Sure. It was everything was like, how witty can each of your characters be? How do they outwit each other? Just wit, wit, wit. Which again is part of why suddenly, uh, suddenly you've got uh the uh Lorne Michaels producing all these films because suddenly they realize these goofy, goofy characters that we're making up on the show right. on SNL, we can throw into movies yep. and people will go see it just to see, just to, just not think, not judge, just accept the goofiness. Right. But those didn't even operate on the par. No, really, they didn't. I mean, even, even Sandler was close, but not. Still but Sandler, not. I don't think Sandler was he had did he have films coming out that early? It would have been pretty soon after, I imagine. When it was around the, yeah, when Madison was Billy his Madison. first one. Yeah, I don't know what year that was. That had to be around the same time though. 93, 94, I'm betting. But um mm. but this one, this one, it was just so 95. <sighs> 95. Yeah. Okay. So, so a year yeah, later. It was later. It was later. Yeah. So uh, but not that much later. But um this just took the slapstick to a different level. I mean, it was as crude of humor as you could possibly imagine. And maybe that's why I found it so funny. It was just, it was so off the wall. It was so unexpected because the jokes were just so. The joke that you just laughed at wasn't stupid enough. So there's going to be a follow up <laughs> that makes it even stupider. Every joke in the film. And I, the whole film, yeah. I'm just like, I can't believe I'm seeing this on screen. Yeah. You know? And, you know, just, uh, just like the poop humor. I mean, yeah. it's like, I, I'm one, I don't like poop humor. I think I hate it, but it God, was done. such an uppity bee. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. But in that movie. Look, Mike, turds. Look. Say you like it. I freaking love it in that movie, yeah. man. The toilet scene is, I mean, it's iconic now, mm -hmm. man. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. So the laxatives, yeah, you know, turbo lax, and that horrible tongue thing that Jim Carrey's doing <laughs> while he's stirring it into the teacup. Yes. Oh my god! And that mm. was that was the height of Jim Carrey's brilliance, right? Well, it, was the, it was it was the beginning of it was the pinnacle. Like we'd seen him on in Living Color and stuff like that, and he'd been in a couple bit parts in films like Peggy Sue Got Married and stuff like sure. that. But then Ace Ventura hits, yes, and this comes out right on the heels of that. So everybody's like, "Yay, more of him." Jeff Daniels? Well, I mean, let's see. And then everybody's like, oh, my God, Jeff Daniels is hilarious. <laughs> and, I mean, really, though, I mean. And that, <laughs> the lady from, was it Picket Fences, who played Mary Swanson or whatever? Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Like, mm. so awkwardly gorgeous for a teenage me. Right. Just little, painfully awkwardly little gorgeous. Little redhead, yeah. Just, right. <laughs> that was hard to even cope that's, with. And and actually, that's a that's a fairly brothers a trope, Lee man. Story. Yes, they always put girls in their movies that just are just over the top. Over, you just like how on earth do you exist? Right, yeah. you just fall head over heels for these girls. Mm -hmm. You're just like, oh my gosh, you know how do yeah. you how do you cast these people that you just? I mean, you know, their character falls head over heels, but they really have a way of sucking in the audience too. It's like they're innocent, but they're by far not the weakest characters. They're not. They're not damsels at all in distress. No, uh -uh. They're just. They just. They're innocent and they're fine. Right. <laughs> and like for whatever reason, all of us just get so. And it's not. I don't even mean to say innocent. They're. They're just not caught up in whatever the drama is in the film. That sure. Much. Right. I mean, yeah. they're usually the straight character, yeah, right, in yeah. the film. So the anchor. Right, exactly. But yeah, the, so this film, again, it just so over the top and it was just hilarious. I saw it several times in the theaters and it was just 
for me, it was a new experience at the time. It may seem passe and, you know, stupid now because, I mean, basically they redefined the genre. And, I mean, there were just slapstick after slapstick after slapstick Honest released God, after them. The only time. And never as good. Prior to that, the only time I'd seen people laugh that hard in the theater was Home Alone. <laughs> Which, sure. again, Home Alone, right. you might yeah, say, was close. kind of a turning point in making people laugh at just silly physical humor. Right. That just one thing after another, boom, 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 boom. Right. I mean, maybe that movie was more influential than we give it credit for, even. Sure. Right. But, but yeah. I, and I don't know. I, I haven't even really nailed this down in my head why it was so groundbreaking to me, anyway. You know, because, like I said, I mean, it, it created a whole slew of movies after it that tried to emulate it, but just, oh, yeah. Just always fell short. Mm. That, you know, that chemistry between the two of them. Right. And I think you that's, can't rep. You can't. I don't think you. I don't know how happen. they figured it out to begin with. It seems like lightning striking. It just. It had to be. Mm. But I'll tell you what, though. But they got that to happen more than once because mm-hmm. Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, I mean Harry and Lloyd. Yep. You know, and even the even the um you know even the the is that what's her name Mary in that. That, yeah, yeah, Mary, 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 uh, Mary Swanson. Mary, uh, right. uh, wait, hold on. It starts with an S. Uh, Samsonite. 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 I was <laughs> <laughs> That's actually my favorite line in the entire. And I like to point this out because my dad didn't often audibly laugh at films. So I've said this on the podcast before. My dad had a laugh that you knew when a film had him. Yeah. And it was. It would always be like. <laughs> that was my dad's laugh. Yeah. Once that was out, then he would actually start like shaking with laughter sure. and stuff. That line is the one that got him. And the funny thing is everybody else just kind of chuckled in the theater at that point. My dad. <laughs> and then he was just shaking the rest of the movie. Speaking to dads on a side note, man, yeah. um, my parents did not see this with us in theaters. So the first time my dad was exposed to this was after it was out on VHS right. or DVD or whatever. And uh, he saw it at the house. And uh, the funny thing is, is, of course, this is a movie my mom hates. Of course, yeah, this, this movie is this in movie. no way compatible no. with your mother. And so my, my dad, of course, for the sake of my mom, oh, yeah, that, that movie's terrible. <laughs> you know? yep. But then he'd always, you know, hey. Hey, you know, he peed in the he peed in the bottle. He'd be making the jokes to us kids, right? And sipping at grandpa's well, cough yeah. syrup. <laughs> so it always cracked me out. My dad loves that, secretly loves that movie. Yeah. He can't share that with his wife. <laughs> you know, but it's hilarious that uh get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but Back to what we were saying, though. I mean, the chemistry. Seven. They had a way because they did this for several movies in a row where they just had a way of putting a cast together that just gelled in a way that was magical on screen. Weirdest. Weirdest way. I mean, probably in the best way, probably with Dumb and Dumber and maybe something about Mary. Right. I think think a lot of people would say are their two best films. Yeah. I mean. Oh, Unless you guys have different thoughts on that. I know people who would argue for Kingpin, which they didn't write, but they did direct. Kingpin is a different movie, yeah, and I did mm. not enjoy it as much. I didn't as much as I wanted to. But you're right; the, the people that love that movie love that movie. By the way, I believe that one of them—I may have this completely wrong. And I apologize because I didn't vet this with Porkins' kid. But I believe that one of the brothers was Woody Harrelson's roommate in college, and they felt bad for oh, him because wow. they thought he would never work in the industry. <laughs> he and doesn't then he, seem like a person who should. No, oh, but well, I mean, if you look at him in like his first episode of Cheers. 
The first five minutes, you're like, this guy, we get this instead of coach. Right. Ten minutes later, you're like, I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> Truth. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Kingpin comes out after that in 96. Not as financially successful. Right. But definitely more. That movie was more off kilter. It wasn't very just. Much, right. It wasn't just silly. It was a little more dark. It, it had was a dark, dark. Yeah. It was dark it. and kind of just off kilter. I don't love that film. Also, there was a couple of bowling films that came out around the same time. Big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, Truth. which is far superior. Yes. Uh, yeah. Kingpin That's actually a, a lost. different brother's film. Don't, Kingpin don't lost two million. Me, yeah. It, and, you know, the um, the domestic gross was $25 million, mm. and the worldwide gross was 20, $25 million. Oh, more or just they didn't make any more? The, no, they only released domestically. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so then, of course, they follow up in 98 with something about Mary and that movie. I guess the worldwide audience wouldn't understand the age. <laughs> the image. That's well, maybe they would. I probably don't. true. <laughs> the River Brethren. But something about Mary, that was another one. I mean, in terms of you know, favorite Fairly Brothers movies, something about Mary is pretty close to me with Dumb and Dumber. It's yeah, pretty it yeah. doesn't it doesn't uh, surpass for, Dumb and Dumber, but it's pretty damn close. There's some I don't know what it is. There's, there's something, about, something about there's something. just something about Mary. <laughs> <laughs> that it, this about edges me. for me edges out Dumb and Dumber slightly. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. I, I'm with Mike. It's 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 close and just barely the other way. I mean, but I mean, both of them. I, I just, just barely. Yeah. But you know me and rom-coms. Right. This guy. <laughs> yeah, wait, rom-com? <laughs> rom? Is there a rom in there? Yeah, a little bit. You know, we were talking about the Damn chemistry of, of the, the cast. I mean, there's definitely chemistry in this cast. Um, were you on something about Mary? Or were you back on Dumb and Dumb? Something about Mary. Okay. But, um, too, back to back to the female leads in, in these movies, too. They just had a way of really drawing in you know, giving these characters such charisma that they really drew, drew in the audience so as well. at this point, with Cameron Diaz, she was that pretty girl that danced with Jim Carrey in The Mask. Right. And that's all I knew her and as. And everybody, I remember going, that's she's all the, she was at that point. Everybody was like, she's the hottest thing ever. She's the hot. She's so hot. And I'm like, I just remember being really cute. That's I, all I, I thought I, of her I as. I was like, uh, okay. She's got a real wide like the distance between her eyes and her, her mouth is big. Like she that's like honestly like I didn't really get it. And I'm like, it's a very fast scene. She's cute, but you don't really see much. I of her, you know right. what I mean? But everybody was just obsessed. So they make this, they build this movie around her and I'm like, Oh really? It's the chick from the, oh, okay, great. Great. All right. Then I saw it. Yeah. And the movie makes you fall in love with Cameron you know what, Diaz. We were talk- Again, this is the Cameron Diaz where you didn't know anything about her. So sure. she was still this like kind of yeah. like, and Mary is very innocent. Not, she's not naive. She's not naive at not all. She's remotely right. naive. She's a strong, independent she's woman. She's a very strong, independent <laughs> woman, but projects a friendly innocence. Yes. Right. Which is, that's like some weird sort of psychiatric trigger porn for white dudes. I, I don't, apparently. Yeah. yeah right. It, 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 but it, it had an effect on a lot. Lot of us right a lot right. of us yeah we and were the, talking about that kind of texting back and forth about that it's like oh my gosh i didn't realize how hot cameron diaz was in yeah see movie. i didn't go back and watch it before this episode <laughs> and i have not really cared for cameron diaz for a long time oh, me either but i mean that movie honestly, every time i think about that movie i'm just like oh honestly <laughs> one of my issues is uh uh the charlie's angels movie that was with her 
She's dancing around in underoos. And if there's one way to just make a woman completely unattractive to me, <laughs> underoos, <laughs> boys' underwear. Sorry, I said right. that. It's, it's like a, there's like this like there's a contract breach in my head that can't be resolved. Were they, were they He-Man? Were they? I don't recall. Maybe it was like Scooby Doo, oh. Cookie Monster. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, but I, I'm like I'm, I should go back and watch the film again and see if it still has that profound effect. Uh, to, to me, I didn't watch it. To me, it. that goes to show it, it has less to do with their physical beauty. Yes, right. It was That's the charisma. The it was all it's charisma. The charisma yes. and the way that her character is written. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, and she portrays it. Again, I mean, this goes back to the writing too. And yeah. and the in these goofy, silly comedies, this writing somehow is impactful. Right. Really right. impactful. Yes. On how it works. And we'll talk about that in a minute because there's a formula here that's developing with these guys, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, that kind of had that. I mean, there's some shared continuity between these movies. So, so anyway, so that's like the actors and stuff like the actors <laughs> and stuff. There's some of that. You're right. So after something about Mary in 98 and 2001, they follow up with Shallow Hal. This is Jack Black's movie. And right? I remember Shallow Hal came out and everyone went, yeah, this is good. But it was more because it was like because Gwyneth Paltrow was, you know, uh, fat. Right. In the movie. Yeah, it was kind I of think, a, I think people were just like, we should like this movie. And I remember going, I don't know. I wasn't that entertained by it. And it was, as a fat dude, it was weird to me. Also, Jason Alexander having a tail made me feel <laughs> I'll, I'll say this about that movie. I'm, Howie and Garrick, you chime in too. But, um, I mean, Shallow How, I like the movie, but not nearly as much. I think as, that's how most people actually you know, felt about it. I didn't I didn't care for it at all. Yeah, so really. I've only seen it. I only saw it once, and that was in theater and i was like okay i got the i got the joke it's that's, that's hilarious yeah. oh she's fat but he doesn't know ah. but i mean there's character growth at the end but it's nothing that you're not expecting from the beginning of the film sure mm -hmm. right you know it's it's like so predictable right so, i mean like yeah it's it's horribly horribly predictable. predictable yeah very and it doesn't i don't recall it other than jason alexander having a tail i don't recall it doing anything unexpected at all yeah. Not that I'm saying it's got to be a twist, but I mean, it was just like, okay, the, you, the elevator pitch would have told me everything I needed to know. Sure. Okay, so followed, uh, following after Shallow Hal, we have me, myself, and Irene. Oh, I'm sorry. Me, myself, and Irene came in 2000, so that was before Shallow Hal. Okay, I apologize. So now, here's the one where I feel like they just put it all on the table. Right? Yeah, because... We have Jim Carrey playing the a character who's almost the polar opposite of every Jim Carrey character, but still comedic. Yeah. But playing a completely different type. He's playing a weirdo instead of a goofball. Right. You know? But then also, like, they started, like, at the top of this film, they just start trying to just destroy your expectations. Well, of, like, whatever you think this film's going to be, forget it. Like, doesn't he have like like three like really huge black sons? Yes. Like he's got three sons and they're like big tubby dudes. And you know, he's this skinny uh, white marine. A couple or one of them's at least pretty huge. Oh, is he ripped? Like ripped, yeah. Oh, okay. But either way, it's like they're just the way I looked at that is they were trying to subvert your expectations immediately so that you could not understand his character. You had to go with it throughout the film. Okay. That's what I got out of it. Like yeah. uh, like they, they were just like like right out of the gates, like, all right, let's just break everything up so we can piece it back together, and that's the film. Okay. Um, but I wasn't that into the film. To me, this is a top three for me. Oh, really? 
This, really? I mean, oh. number one is Dumb and Dumber. Number two yeah, is something I mean, about Mary. Be. Number three is me, myself, and Irene for me. Yeah. And uh, I mean, probably not as, I mean, it's probably a little bit further down. I mean, in terms of quality. Yeah. I mean, it's probably closer to a shallow Hal than than something about Mary and Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. But I still really enjoyed that film. Really? Um, I, the, the, his, I, his I might songs, actually put Stuck on You above me, myself. Really? And Irene. Yeah. yeah. It's because Stuck on You had a few, I felt like, a few more things in it that were kind of brilliant. Just not the whole film by any stretch, uh-huh. but there were a few parts of that movie where, especially with the whole, like they're faking this disability and they're making light of it, but they're also trying to get across a message while making fun of it and light of it. And there's other, there, what, that's something we haven't talked about is their whole theme of disabilities. Sure. Right. So and that's, many that's definitely, yeah, definitely. I guess one of the things we'll maybe talk about here in a minute, that's continuity between the films. Yeah. So um, let me get through the, a couple more of these here. So we, we touched on stuck on me and then uh, um, stuck on you, stuck on you. Sorry. Um, That's like mid (laughs) nineties. Okay. And then there's, we have a little bit of a gap there and uh, they've done some smaller films. I probably the two biggest ones since then since early 2000s would have been three stooges in 2012 and dumb and dumber two in 2014 yeah so three, three stooges, stooges i enjoy that movie I, actually i do too i really do um there's there's a better three stooges stupid movie, as but hell yeah it is so stupid the thing i liked about that movie was again it's the chemistry getting these these yeah. actors together because those three actors really did their 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 homework yeah. on the characters yes and i i really feel like they nailed Larry Curley and Mo. Yeah. I really feel like that that they did that. Honestly, I can't, for, I'm uh, I'm mad because I'm blank on his name, but the guy that played Curly, the guy from Mad Will TV, Sasso. Yeah. Will, Sa- Will yeah, Sasso, Sasso. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love him. Yeah, <laughs> I love. I love. He turns up on Modern Family. I love him in as Curly. I I, I love that man. Yeah, so dang much. <laughs> he commits to everything. He yeah, does. he really does. You're right. Yeah, and he committed to that role for sure. Yeah. Um, did you guys see that, Garrick? Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. I haven't seen that one yet. Maybe I should. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm trying I mean, to remember if I've seen this. I'll tell you one what, or not. If you're a fan of the Three Stooges, I think it's a worth a watch. If not, like I wouldn't even man. bother. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm a hardcore honestly. Stoogie. Well, you got I don't the, know if I like it. Yeah, isn't it the dude from um the dude from Will and Grace? Yes. played Yeah, was uh, Larry. Larry. Yes. I actually love the whole story of the Three Stooges, like the real life story sure. of the three stooges the sort of the dramatic film that was made about them as actors i really enjoyed yeah and there's a couple of surprising people in the roles in that one too right um but like I, anything three stooges i'm gonna give it a shot yeah i went into this movie going this is gonna be terrible <laughs> because there's just gonna be i terrible. remember you talking I th- about i it. thought i thought you know. the same and then thing i saw it and i went that wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah. That really wasn't bad. I mean, it I wasn't. Had, it wasn't the three stooges no. the way they were before, no. and but, it wasn't the quality of the other of their other films. But right. it was. I it, had some some good belly laughs out of that. It may have yeah. broke even. <laughs> yeah, financially. Yeah, oh, that's good. A, sounds about good right. For them. So, so you didn't mention a couple of the films that Garrick and I forced ourselves to watch this week. <laughs> okay. Heartbreak Kid. Yeah, Garrick watched Heartbreak Kid. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I could. Ben tell Stiller you. came back to work with Fairly Brothers again. <laughs> yeah, I, Ben I, Stiller came back. I just, <laughs> I just looked at the cast list and I'm like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Other than Ben like, Stiller, I like Ben Stiller, but I like, I like Jerry Stiller, who plays his dad. Oh, and is also his dad in real life, obviously. Yes, but uh, because he's hilarious. 
like Ben Stiller through the first half, he, he was trying to play like a mild mannered guy, like he works. always does. Now, yeah, yeah, it just doesn't work. But it, it it just comes off as phoning it in. Yeah. What is the anyway. what is the? Because I don't know this movie at all. So, uh, so what the is general the... plot is he's single and he's getting older, and his his uh, one of his buddies is like, hey man, you just tell me, hey, you just need to find a girl and just stick with her and marry her and just you know work it out from there. He's like, I don't know. So he finds this really cool girl and she ends up being like kind of a total nutcase. And he, after he finds this out after they've already got married on going on their honeymoon to Cabo. And then he finds this other girl that's there that is like basically his dream girl. So he's trying to balance these two girls and it's terrible in every way. It's, it's, uh, it's another it's case depressing, where- really. <laughs> It's another case where you have a main character that you have a hard time caring about that much. Yeah. Like everybody in the movie, except the girl, the second girl he's after are just terrible people. Yeah. And like, I don't want to root for him. I don't want him to win. Yeah. And so watching this movie, I'm like, I just don't care what happens. It's kind of, it's kind of like something about Mary was the same kind of thing, except all the characters who are terrible were awesomely terrible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's right. (laughs) <laughs> That's not yeah. the case in this. I film. mean, I mean, uh, Ben Stiller in that wasn't as terrible. No, agreed. he had good intentions through yeah. most of the movie. I yeah, but uh, in this one, yeah, he's he's just a bad person. Yeah, and then the same thing carries over into Hall Pass, which yeah, oh man, I wanted to. I have never wanted to take Owen Wilson and pick him up in my hands <laughs> and. Beat Olivia Wilde's husband to death with him. <laughs> What's that? Do? Jason Sudeikis. I yeah. like both of these people. Mm-hmm. Both of these people are in things that I like a lot. I wanted to kill one with the other. <laughs> this movie, I mean, again, and what we're uh, this is kind of what I was watching. So I was like, man, this really just seems like insecure white guy porn. Like they're like, and, and it traces its way back from the original films that were very successful. Now I'm watching it. I'm 40 years old and I'm looking at the, watching Hall Pass and it's like, they just so desperately are so horny and want to cheat on their wives who are two of the hottest women on the face of the planet, Christina Applegate <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, 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 why the office. Yeah. <laughs> the office. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Gosh, oh, yeah. I hate myself for now. Pam from Jenna the office. Fisher. Fisher. Yeah. Um, like literally two of the most beautiful women on the face of the earth, but you know, they just wanna they want they want just sex. They're hound, they're horn dogs. And I'm like, what are they like 40? Like, I mean, grow up at some point. Right. You know what I mean? And so I'm I'm like already I'm like, you you have kids. I you're disgusting. This is just right. and it's like well, it's unrealistic. It's unrealistic. When we, when we get to a certain age, yeah, that's not a thing. Yeah, you, you get to real life. Age. Yeah, you get forty. You're like you're sex. like sex is sex is great and all, but, but yeah. <laughs> that's all you need I, to know. I've got Overwatch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you tried the Mandalorian? But yeah, so, the Mandalorian. But on the, the way yeah. these guys deal, like the way the well, the way Owen Wilson deals with it is okay. But as you know. Best friend Jason Deckers is just disgusting pervert, and there's nothing to like about them, right? I mean, and they have them dressed like poorly, like their pants are ill fitting, you know what I mean? Like they just look like normal white dudes. <laughs> Owen, right. Owen Wilson wears like short sleeve shirt with a tie, and they don't match, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's it's, it's, it's over the top awkward in that way because I'm like, Owen yeah. Wilson was like a sex icon for a while until he had that whole suicide scare thing, right? right, right. 
But like, I'm just like, I'm looking at this and I'm just like, I don't like these people. And of course, th- here's where it gets worse. The wives, they, they, there's, there's things that happen that are ridiculous. It's Fairly Brothers movie. Right. But they're just kind of like tropey ridiculous. Like, oh, there's a threes company moment where they get overheard bad mouth, bad mouthing the neighbors in the neighbor's house or the friends in their house because the friends have a panic room with cameras and mics in every room. Like, it's like, all right, this could have been way simpler. Right. Yeah. But then the solution to them being all horny is that their wives give them a hall pass. Meaning oh. you can have a week off of marriage. I'm taking the kids. I'm going to the parents' it's, house. Yeah, it's, You're already, look at the face. The dumb. face that Mike is making everybody yeah. is like, it's like, a, ugh. It's not even yeah. realistic in no. any way. No, so. but, but they, no, they get convinced. The wives get convinced to do this by, honest to God, one of the greatest actresses of our time. Martha? Their friend is one of the greatest actresses of our time, Joy Bihar. <laughs> Every line out of that woman's mouth is like nails on a chalkboard. Not because her accent's annoying, which it can be, because she's got one of those voices. It's actually not the accent, it's her voice. Uh, and I apologize for, 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 for mistaking it. But like, she can't act. She's not an actress. She's a comedian. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, she, and, and, and I'm just like, it's just, every line she says is just horrible. I'm like, why is Joy Behar best friends with Christina Applegate and Jenna Fisher? Like, it's just, it feels weird. She's supposed to be older and wiser, I guess. But she's the one to convince, oh, yeah, my husband gave me my mom. That's the happiest we've ever been. Um, and so that's what happens. But naturally, <laughs> the guys do the stereotypical thing where, like, they get all, all their friends are all cheering them on. Like, all right, we're going to go with you. You're going to get laid, blah, blah. And they know, eat too much at Applebee's. They, they learn a valuable <laughs> they lesson. They eat too much and, at Applebee's yeah. on the first night. It's like day one, day two. So it's like they're it's squandering their time because... They don't know how to it get laid. There's a law and order theme. There. Yeah. Oh, every day. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> That's actually probably the cleverest thing in the movie. That's probably the funniest thing in the entire Yeah. Movie. yeah. Uh-huh. But, but it wouldn't be insecure white guy porn unless the wives are meeting all these hot young studs who are partying uh-huh. with them and they're in the pool and they're having, they're having what the guys thought they wanted. Mm. And all yeah, like that. And I'm just like, this is just insecurity porn. This is yeah. middle-aged white guy insecurity porn. And there was no redeeming quality to mm. it. I like I like on the poster that uh it's got Owen Wilson and Jason Sudeikis. And for some reason, off to the left is Stephen Merchant, who's like in yes. the movie for maybe point two seconds. Yeah, at the beginning you think he's gonna be in it a ton, and nope. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, because they put together the weirdest friend group. For these guys so to have, weird. it's like all these weird guys are hanging out together. I guess because they're white and of the roughly the same age, like yeah. it just as a white guy, it felt gross. As a you know, a white married dude in that age range, right. it felt gross. See, it seems. It, I mean, just the way you're describing all this, it just it feels like that they've gone off. The formula, right? The formula that made I feel them. like they're trying to keep the formula, but I don't think they know how to commit. Well, first off, okay. Well, they're trying. They're trying to innovate, right? They don't want to keep doing the same thing. They're sort of trying different. I feel like they're trying ways. to water it down. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, look at it this way. Oh, you can't get Jim Carrey and and Jeff Daniels. So here's Owen Wilson. Well, you can't do. You can't commit to that kind of wackiness with the wow guy. You sure, can't do right, that. Right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But. So what do you do? Oh, well, let's get Jason. So think, but, He's got a lot of energy. But do you think, but do you think that plot or I mean that movie changes in quality with, with 
with Jim Carrey in that role. No, no, no. I'm saying you wouldn't have that script. You wouldn't have those characters. It would be completely different because you'd have people that could handle a wilder. So you're saying they picked the actors, then make the script. I think they're playing with what they can get. As I guess I'm saying that's the biggest benefit of the doubt I can give them. That's actually a better way to say it. If I'm going to give them a benefit of the doubt, it's because they can't land the type of talent see, to do the kind of crazy stuff that they used to I mean, because kind of going into their formula, at least in the That'd early days, I mean, they had a good way of taking taking people that are doing really bad things and still making you like them. Yeah. Like ben Stiller is stalking Cameron Diaz. But he but doesn't. You, in his mind, he's not. In his mind, no, he's, he's not. But he's stalking Cameron Diaz. Yes, absolutely. And, but you not still really. love you still love Ben Stiller. <laughs> yeah, he's not really stalking her, but he's it's, stalking it's, her. it's pretty close. <laughs> he's stalking no, he her. Hired, he hired a private investigator. <laughs> yeah, he's stalking her. her. So technically, the private investigator. <laughs> yeah, really, I really need stalking. to rewatch this movie. You guys. It, to be just, a stalker, you have to be the one committing to it. Yeah, you have to you be. Can't the, you can't hire to do somebody stalking. to stalk for okay. you. No, that's then, not you're then you're just stalker adjacent. In Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> right. Harry and Lloyd take money that's not theirs and spend the fuck out of it. <laughs> no, they're terrible. No, but you no, love you. you. Love, see, listen, you, you guys are defending them. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's the point. That's you want the to brilliance. Them. That's the brilliance of the Fairley brothers. <laughs> is that you guys are defending because you guys are doing terrible things. You feel better about yourself because these people are doing horrible things. But you, well, the things that you wouldn't do, <laughs> things that you wouldn't do, but you'd want to do, but they're doing it because they're stupid or they don't have any self-control. And you're like, I get it, man. Right. Sure. <laughs> well, the, the, but that or they, they just have this the different way of, of looking at it. And you're like, I want to root for like the underdog. Yeah, there's that They're too. all the underdogs. Right. See, well, and that's, just like that's the thing. The that's, that's what makes him sympathetic. That's about why. Mary, the guy with the crutches who actually can walk fine and he's not British. <laughs> hey. The dude from Mousetrap. Where the hell happened to that guy? That guy's brilliant. He is. He is, he is, a, is one of the most hilarious people balls. that ever lived. And what happened? But like Chris Elliott. He was Chris in Elliott third was element, in movie by the way. When Chris Elliott, Elliott couldn't fifth do element. Yeah, he was. anything. Oh yeah, that's right. Chris Elliott was wasn't landing anything back then, and he's in this <laughs> yes. movie as like the best worst best friend. <laughs> Woogie, Woogie. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Woganowski, come on, <laughs> really? You <get> that? <laughs> You're Woogie. <laughs> Woogie. <laughs> love Chris Oh, uh, at least I love him in that role. I was going to say, Chris Elliott, <laughs> that man is a magnet. He's got a positive end and a negative end, and you don't know who falls on what end. But see, but it. that's what I'm talking about. I mean, now back to the movie you're talking about, that hall pass. I yeah. mean, it feels like that they've fallen off the ship. I mean, There's all these likable people in it, but they're not the right kind of likable people to play to the Fairly Brothers' right. previous strengths. Right. Right. There's not. Yeah, it feels like they, they've kind of lost that touch. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It, I, I, it, I want to believe it's still there. I mean, Dumb and Dumber 2 is very recent. Dumb and Dumber 2. Now, I felt like that movie was enjoyable. It was uh, it was very enjoyable. Yeah. Now, I I, I I mean, I talked to even my family that love Dumb and Dumber mm-hmm. and they don't they they think it's stupid and they yeah. hate it. I'm like, uh, to me it was kind of a return to form a little bit. A little I bit. I mean, it was overdue. Yeah. Way overdue. Yeah, which and, and that, I think I mean, the whole opening gag is about <laughs> how overdue the whole thing right, is. Right. Exactly. So, I, I get it. Maybe maybe it was just past its its time and and it just wasn't going yeah, to catch on. To, but it's hard to tell if it's just that doesn't work anymore in a right. new way. 
or if they just it's not it wasn't quite as good as it was. Sure. It's hard to know because well, there's it was been so definitely, much. Definitely I mean, probably not as good because it's not the original, maybe. But I mean, the gags were similar, and it, uh, and it was fun, me, and I they laughed. Didn't, there need, didn't need to be a dumb and dumber too. I but again, I think it's kind of like the Ghostbusters thing. They at some point wanted to wash the taste of the prequel out, the when Harry met Lloyd. See, I loved it, man. I loved every second of it. Oh, Harry met Lloyd? No, 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 not that. Oh, oh not that. I feel like they're trying to. They're trying <laughs> to like, like let, let's let's finish off this franchise yeah, the way least. we want. Yeah, no, 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 no. Dumb and Dumber Two. I, I, I loved it. I'm glad they did it. I, I enjoyed it. I probably need to watch it again. I, I think I had my attention split while I was watching it, but I remember laughing a few times. I mean, to me, it was in the same vein, and they had the same. I mean, obviously, Harry and Lloyd are the same, and you have the you know same type of bad characters, yeah. you know, bad actors, and but you know. also the fact that it had so much callback to the original film, like the actual kid with the dead bird and all yeah, that. That's right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, some of it was kind of I don't know fan service, I suppose, but that maybe that's why I liked it. I don't know. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. But do we think we're gonna see another Farrelly Brothers movie that could come even close to those uh, first well, two? Actually, there was some talk, what two three years ago, that maybe they had broken up as a as a team. Oh, really? So yeah. I don't I don't know. Peter Fairley did, Fairly did yeah. one Green Book and right won an Oscar and yeah. all that. Yeah, Green Book was a completely different animal, and he had some success <laughs> with that film, although right. it was controversial. Apparently, I don't remember. I don't know. I didn't even see it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about it. So. I think it was but, it was it was a, a well, the movie was about like, uh, eight point two out of ten. Uh, uh, there oh, was some like good. racial disparity in the movie. Like, uh, there's like a white driver of a of a black jazz musician, and I think there were some people that felt like the writing <laughs> that some of the dialogue was offensive. Honestly, that's all I can remember. Yeah. Uh, is twenty three million budget uh, worldwide, three hundred twenty one million. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, he made some money. Yeah, most of it but overseas. But this is a drama. Yeah, you're not. This isn't a Farrelly Brothers film, by sure. no, 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 not at all. Nope. Somewhat tempted it's to got, see it. It's though, got actually. a decent cast. I've always wanted to see it. I've just never gotten around to it. Mahershala Ali and Viggo Mortensen. Got Aragorn in it. Oh yeah, that's some good casting. Aragorn, right there. Aragorn be driving. Son of Aragorn. Yeah. Heir to the throne of Gondor. You know. So real huge. quick, I mean, let's get into <laughs> some huge. of those those Farrelly Brothers. Uh, Tropes, I guess. Maybe that's a good way to put it because I mean they're kind of consistencies, Even I guess, among their films. But yeah, let's let's or hit the, the disability differently thing. Differently abled. Differently abled. Nailed it. Boom. Now the, the funny thing is about that. Pardon me um, while I pour things into other things. Nope, no problem. Um, the thing about that is they've gotten both praise and criticism yes. for that. Yes. You know, that's why it's worth mentioning, right. especially. The criticism, of course, people saying, oh, you're just, you're you know, making fun of disabled people. Right. The praise being disabled people going, there's people like me in a movie. Right. I'm getting representation <laughs> of any kind whatsoever. Right. And the, the neat yeah. thing I feel like in terms of um, disabled people that they've used in their films, um, they always end up being the straight guy, right? They're the ones that they're, they're more anchored characters. They're not suffering they're from all the ridiculousness that all these right. other people with brain issues are like, having. like shallow Hal, the guy that had the spina bifida, right? Yeah. He's the guy that was, had, had a business, sold his business. Now yeah. he's a rich guy. And yeah. he's the one giving all the advice, right? The, the sage advice mm -hmm. to, <laughs> to Hal, right? Yep. The whole movie. Yeah. You know, um, who else? I mean, there's there's other characters like that in, in some of these other movies. We have um, Mary's brother and something about Warren. Mary Warren, who is like happy and innocent the whole time. 
Happy innocent, right? Yeah. Even sure. when people are trashing on him, because you got to remember your main character. And the reason why that matters, the reason why it fits. That's one of the things that you endeared to Marion was her love of her brother, right? But, but I, I, actually, I'm going to go, I'm going to go what I think is a little deeper than that, right? The main character, the the thing that makes something about Mary something about Mary is that the main character more or less hates himself. He's scared to death. He's scared to death of himself. And that's Ben Stiller's character, right? But here he is adjacent to this guy who's, you know, who's slow and he's getting made fun of by all these bullies and stuff like that. And they're, they're ripping on him. And here you got Ben Stiller's character feels the need, like he needs to step in mm-hmm. and do something about it. When in reality, Warren's fine. Warren doesn't care what they're doing to him. Sure. Right. Warren and Warren's huge. So nobody can really hurt him either. Sure. Right. right. Uh, but, but Ben Stiller feels like it's his, it's like he needs to step and do something. Why is it because he feels that he needs to defend someone more innocent than him? Or is it because he wants to impress a girl? Like it's actually showing you how people make sometimes the right decisions for the wrong reasons. Sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and it's because this character is inherently selfish, which he doesn't realize until the end of the film. Right. That he's been inherently selfish his whole life. Sure. Yeah, because he's he, one he's, selfless act. Yeah, he's by, so, Brett, by calling Brett Favre. Yeah, Brett Favre. Yeah. <laughs> that was the greatest act of his life. <laughs> Instead of Brett Favre. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I actually, the more I think about it, the more I let myself think about something about Mary, the more I'm impressed by it mm-hmm. because of how many things show how this character is trying so hard to be good. Mm hmm. For the worst reasons, right, and mm-hmm. and that's the whole story. That's the right. story of something about Mary, right. And at yeah. the end, it's pretty much like there are characters just laying it out for him, like the guy, the guy with the crutches. He's like, you know, he's like, look at you, man, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, and he's laying it out. He's like, you're, you're one of us. You're one of us. You're just like <laughs> us. And uh, and yeah, he's he has to finally confront the fact that oh my gosh, my whole life, mm-hmm. right, I've thought I've been the good guy that gets crapped on that has bad luck, but I deserve it. Because I've been doing all the, I've never yep. done it for the right reasons, and so I think, I think that in that movie in particular, Warren is actually a great way to almost subconsciously establish that with the audience, that he's like, oh, he's working up the strength to stand up for this dude, but then you have, so you have to realize partway through the film, Warren's having a great time. Mm-hmm. Warren is having a great life. Franks and beans, man. He's having a good time. Franks and beans. He's not worried in the least about the things that Ben Stiller thinks he has to defend him. For. Right. Sure. And I, I think that's know, honestly, incredibly endearing. Uh, this is probably the reason why, for me, that movie edges out dumb and dumber because I feel like there's a the story in it. It's a little deeper. Yeah. The, yeah. Is a deeper, right. well, yeah, definitely a deeper story than Dumb yeah. and Dumber, but yeah, sure, <laughs> it doesn't take much. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't need much. Yeah, but yeah, I, uh, I, I think, and you know, and there's another thing with Stuck on You. People didn't know what to do with Stuck on You. They're like, okay, wait a minute, Matt Damon and the dude from the Soup, from Talk Soup. <laughs> Are conjoined twins? <laughs> Wait, what? Like, the whole thing to me on paper looks ridiculous. It looks stupid. like no one. First off, this film would never get made now. But I don't know how it got made then because this was offensive. Sure. At at first glance, back then. But then you watch actually the film. most of their movies, even at the time, were yeah. pretty offensive, and maybe that's why they were kind of cutting edge. Yeah. But even then, I don't think Stuck on You did very well. But if you no, watch, if you watch Stuck good. on You, there's a lot of 
there's they're they're not preachy, but there's all kinds of undertones in yeah. the film that I yeah. think are really unexpected unless you stop and go, well, wait a minute, what do we expect from these guys? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if you sure. really look at it holistically, it's not unfair to say maybe there's something there. Right. Uh, what else? Well, let's see. They uh, <laughs> One of their other tropes is I think um, we talked about uh, road trips are a big theme. Yeah. And at least in some, a lot of travel their early montages and in their early films, I, I, we have um, travel themes in Seven Dumb and Dumber, abs. Kingpin, <laughs> Something About Mary, <laughs> Me, Myself, and Irene. Those are all road trip movies. Yep. All of them. Mm-hmm. But that's their first four. Yeah. So mm-hmm. definitely a, a recurring theme that. Um, Hall Pass didn't do it as much. No. There's some great, great scenes to be had during a road trip. Yes. Uh, road trips are fun. And I think memory, yeah. Memories are made on road yes. trips. And I think I'm heartbreak. talking about scenes in, in the movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. But yeah, that parlays into real life and, and you know, memories. So yeah, just snot coming off your <laughs> face. <laughs> it's frozen <laughs> your on the road bed. Right. Pete on you. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's the it's the call to adventure, right? I mean, yeah. to go out and and have yeah. the adventure, and I mean, they just even though it's a comedy, I mean, there's you know, th- being on that road trip, I think, like you're saying, it it opens up all the possibilities of so many different situations that you can be in, as yeah, opposed to just being in a static. You've got to get from point A to point B, and so now you can choose a path for the movie to right. go and, and introduce some interesting takes or some that comedic elements. in a corner somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like getting pulled over, you know, <laughs> while peeing in a bottle. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Stop by the cops, truck stop, you yeah. know, with, uh, what's his nuts? It's the same guy. <laughs> you know, be here at 2.15 on, oh, you know, right. March 25th, you know. Or Seabass. Seabass. <laughs> <laughs> You want to hear the most annoying sound? (laughs) (laughs) The guy that's trying Uh, to kill him. Oh my god! No, Lord, you can't triple stamp a double stamp. (laughs) You can't triple stamp a double stamp. Totally can't triple stamp a double stamp. Going to the random uh, Mexican restaurant where they put the hot peppers on his burger, and I mean, just oh my gosh, so many different scenarios that you can set up. Yeah, the one thing I always remember is the seven minute abs. Yeah, seven (laughs) minute abs. What about six minute abs? No, no, no. You don't get it, man. <laughs> that guy is great. Yeah. <laughs> Why can't I remember his name all of a sudden? Uh, Harlan something. Harlan. Right? Harlan Williams. Yes. He is brilliant. Yes. And everybody who ever gets into Harlan Williams has to start in low doses <laughs> because your system has to adjust to accept him as something that exists. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're ready to watch Rocket Man. Probably high. <laughs> I wasn't high when I watched it and I enjoyed it, but it's probably better. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. That guy. Oh, man. A lot of their movies, uh, also the, the guys are from Rhode Island and I think uh, Dumb and Dumber starts in Rhode Island. Me, myself, and Irene starts in Rhode oh. Island, so they have a big tie there. Something about Mary does, too. Oh, so yeah, something been- about Mary. You're right, yeah. Right. I think the only one of their first four was Kingpin. I think Kingpin did not start in Rhode Island. It started it's in Iowa. Iowa. hard to put that in. Yeah. I don't know where Hall Pass took place. I don't care. <laughs> Some city. Um, in, in most, if not all of their movies are, are based on, basically you've got these really blunt, you know, profane 
lead characters, right? That are surrounded by straight people. You know, that's that's definitely a staple of theirs. I mean, Harry and Lloyd, uh, even Ben Stiller to to some degree with something about Mary. Um, Although there were a lot of crazy people around him. I was going to say around him. When he goes into his commitment to trying to win. Right. Um, Yeah. The... The other guys that are in fact Woogie and <laughs> <laughs> the guy in the crutches and um gosh, who's the Brett Favre? No, not Brett Favre. Who's the guy, the the rice oh, okay. guy? I can't remember his name. Oh my god. Matt Dillon? Yeah, Matt Dillon, right. Matt, Matt Dillon's I character. forgot. Didn't he have the teeth? <laughs> the teeth, yes. In that movie? Oh my gosh. <laughs> he got oh, a Matt Dillon. Dillon. I love like... Matt Dillon yep. back in the day, man. <laughs> and probably one of the most recognizable things in there especially their early movies was the soundtrack man their Just soundtracks crazy music i mean i mean there are other films that have great soundtracks <laughs> but i really feel like they were the I, they kind of started a trend i feel like i mean that led to to sound you know great soundtracks in other movies they weren't from, afraid of of their soundtracks it's like the kind of music that's throughout their soundtracks predominantly is the kind of stuff that you would maybe get one or two of from like a musical montage in other movies. Sure. Where they would literally like, you know, we, we need five seconds because someone's starting a van and they're going to drive off screen. <laughs> so we're going to have a song playing in the van that's just like some kind of like crazy, like thrash funk or something <laughs> like that. And it just, it works so well. Right. And it's a lot of upbeat, like really, yes. really upbeat, white, weird songs. They do a lot of folksy type stuff. Yeah, classic a lot of, rock. Yeah, classic, not classic rock. rock, but like classic pop. Yeah, maybe, classic pop. You know, mm-hmm. like the Buttercup when we were yeah. doing at the beginning of the show. I mean, yeah. stuff like that. I so, mean, they use the cow sills, which is like the real life Partridge family that did like hair, right, and stuff like that. Right. I mean, yeah. It, it yeah, it was it was eclectic. But it was like a certain subsection of it. Like it wasn't completely it was eclectic. Still, it was but it still, was still thematic. I yeah, mean, it, yeah, yeah it, there we go. That's it really drew, pulled everything in, mm-hmm. you know, it depend. It didn't matter on the film and all of them. It seems like, especially the early films had, had those songs that just really, you know, defined them. And yeah. I can't think dumb and dumber had one that when you hear it and I can't think of it off the top of my head, but. Um, but all of them. <laughs> but anyway, boys, it's getting kind of late, it and uh, I think we've hit these topics and uh, beating them to death. Yeah, yeah, we did. Fairly yeah. Brothers' favorite man. Yeah, I uh, like a like a headless bird. <laughs> <laughs> tape with a head tape back on. I'll tell you what. If you're if you're younger and uh, have not partook in some of the early Fairly Brothers. Definitely recommended. I, I, if anything, I would say Dumb and Dumber and Something About Mary are definitely those are I, those I are just, quintessential. I yeah. want to point out that if you're brave, stuck on you. Um, <laughs> Something About Mary made well over a hundred million more than Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, just one point that. Out. Yeah, there was Super Pops. Cover. Yep, yeah. that's it. Yep. They're super popular back. In we the should day. try that at some point. Real quick, let's go. Let's go around. So, other than Dumb and Dumber and something about Mary, let's do a quick roundabout. What would you recommend? You just said um, stuck on no what? No what? Stuck one? on you, but okay. So, what we one movie? Which one would you recommend other than those two? What was the What was the one that came after Me, Myself, and Irene? 
Uh, Shallow How? I'm going Stuck on You. Okay. I feel like Stuck on You was more committed to some of its silliness than Shallow How was. Shallow How got to the point where it felt preachy. It breached that line. Sure. Garrett? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't yeah, seen many more. Uh, Dumb and Dumber 2. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah that's probably a better answer. Howie? The Three Stooges. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Oh, there oh, you go. No. <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recommend that one because I am going to go see it. Yeah, because you know what? It's sometimes worth a watch, you, man. Sometimes you just want to watch something silly and there's not it's enough. Silly. And There's it's not fun. enough silly in the world in these days, y'all. Yeah. yeah. We get silly up And here. I would recommend me, myself, and Irene. That's probably, like I said, that's probably top three. For bold, me, move, so. bold move. I yeah. Probably a lot of people. It's a bold move, Cotton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See how it plays <laughs> out for you. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, won't you please run out to the Twitters at FlyCasual1138 is where you will find us. And in the profile is a link to our Discord where we are having a lot of fun, a lot of fun, especially with the Mando stuff this week. Yip, yapping about all kinds of stuff, really, on the Discord with various channels going on in there. So join us, please. We would like to have you there. It's a good time. Good time. Good time. Good time. In the meantime, also, uh, wherever you get the podcast, give us nice little reviews. We reach more listeners just like you. It's late. I'm done. I'm Corey. Over there's Mike. YouTubes. Check it out. Yeah, the YouTube thing, too. On Howie. The boob tube. Yep, boobs. And over there's Gary. Blues Clues, check it out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to yeah, remember any of the songs that he used to sing on Blues Clues. You know, like, uh, he sang about boob tube, I think. He was like, let's all go to the big chair. Boob tube. <laughs> Get ourselves some jelly. Boob yeah, there tube. you go. Jelly. Blue is really obsessed with boobs. It's weird.